Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. scores and yeah they were talking about Sega, Sega. and they were going <laughs> after uh, and how they hired they wanted to make, get into the United States and how they hired um, this guy who used to work for Mattel to uh, to become Sega USA president and his goal was to sell a million Sega um, Genesis systems mm-hmm. and so he goes yeah I had this five point plan and they go down to each point and talking about talking to the guy who created EA, and uh, and then they show one of the commercials. It's in the game. I was like, oh my god, I remember that. <laughs> EA Sports. Sports. It's in the game. <laughs> and how they got to John Madden, and and uh, hit the first game. I, I didn't I didn't realize the first Madden game was on the Apple II. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, and they said I thought it was on the Sega Genesis to be completely honest. Yeah, no, they said the first game was on the Apple II and they and uh they said, "Yeah, and you know, we were we were like, "Oh, this is great. It was on 8, but I wanted then the the owner of um uh or the creator of co-creator of EA goes, "But I wanted to see what 16-bit can do." And then Sega came along. And uh so it was actually it was it's really cool. I was like, "Oh man, and now they're the next episode episode 5 talks about um, they go the rise in violent video games, and of course they showed finish him. And I was like, yeah, okay, here we well, go. <laughs> Sega was interesting to me because Sega and Nintendo had very different approaches at that time. So you, you have Sega was let's do a console in a very American way in the American market. Nintendo was let's bring this Japanese stuff to America. Right. Like it had that kind of vibe to it. And and you can see that where Sega Genesis lacks a lot of great RPGs and the Super Nintendo had some of the greatest RPGs still ever made, you know, because Japan was doing that. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of that wasn't happening here. Here we had Sega Genesis had some of the best sports games, you know, so it's it was just it's there's that book console wars that I really want to read because I heard it's fucking great. 
but I still I need to finish the second episode of fucking high score. <laughs> I keep falling asleep because I put it on like, oh, I'm going to put this on later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because um, episode two or episode three was talking about uh, RPGs and they were they were showing um, uh, text based the text-based games that had, I'm watching that tonight for sure. And uh, they were talking about how this one chick had created, um, I think it was murder room or something like that, or uh, one of those turn-based ones. And then they started talking about how they moved into kind of site graphics. And then they talked to the guy that created the first, um, the, the first, um, Oh shit. What was it? I texted to you. I can't remember. Um, Final fantasy. Yeah. Um, you know, and he was showing his designs and oh my God, it was like, and he's showing the, all the, the dragons and the, the knights and all this detail art. He goes, and then he handed it over to something and this is what they looked like in the game. And you're like, right. oh my God, dude. Like, what? It's fucking crazy, dude. Like, And he, he said, thing. he said, he goes, it didn't matter. He goes, I, I didn't care. He goes, the essence was there. He goes, but that's right. why they handed out the art books with them, you know, so they could see what these things are supposed to look like. Because I feel like back in the day, um, it was it wasn't a better experience. It was just a different one because you had to use your imagination a lot more. Yeah. Um, and now it's like the graphics are so fucking good. It's like you're just watching a movie, you know. But yeah. um I don't know. Like I, I felt like I got way more into RPGs during the sixteen bit era than I do now. Yeah. Now it's more like what's next, what's next, what's next. Like yeah. I'm not a hundred percent invested in it. Yeah, and they were they were talking about how um Dungeon. They were then they were talking about Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, and they were saying, "Yeah, this game of the '80s." And then, of course, the the um, the Satan, you know, the Satanic Panic. This is full sorcery, full of Satanism and demonism. And then the guy would go, "It wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't." <laughs> yeah, it's like um, they, I didn't know they did a movie kind of based on it too. And they show they go, they did a movie that was supposed to be, I guess, kind of horrorish. Oh, it was Wizards and um. Wizards and something. Yeah, and they go. And what's his name was in Tom it? Hanks. Uh, yeah, Tom. Yeah, I know they showed. It. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm like, oh my god, this is 80s, right? <laughs> All over it's it. It's fucking horrible. It's I've never seen it. I want to see it. Though. They showed. They but just. Yeah. They just showed like they showed like a clip of it or something like that in there. But it was it was pretty cool. And and um, they said about this game that this guy created. He um, created a gate the gay blade, and um, he said that he was he did it because he moved he was in you know, San Francisco and the Castro district. And he wanted to do something at the time. So he was doing something against all these, you know, anti-gay people. So you had like rednecks and Pat Buchanan and, you know, yeah. were Bible worshipers. And he said when he moved from San Francisco to Hawaii, it, it, it sold a few games. And during that move, his game got lost. So he does, I mean, his backup for like all the code and stuff like that disappeared. <laughs> and now he's like, searching online to try to find it and he's getting a community that's trying to look for that copy you know maybe somebody has it somewhere didn't realize it but i was like but it's it's cool and now and then the sega one was is pretty cool because they were showing all the designs for sonic and how <laughs> they decided on sonic is the guy goes well i'm going the the um, japanese artist goes well i'm going to new york for personal things but i'll, I'll look there so he went to central park and sketched out what eventually became sonic a rabbit and a guy that was kind of like a buffer Mario. And he started asking people, which did they like better? And the hedgehog won. Yeah. Yeah. It was all a contest. Yeah. A lot of people think that, um, Sonic was a launch title too. And it wasn't, Mm -hmm. it didn't come till I 
think 91. Yeah, they said it wanted to be they wanted to find um they needed they needed a mascot because that was, was kind of like th- Crash Bandicoot. Crash yeah. Bandicoot didn't come out the first time the PlayStation came out either. Yeah. And they said that there was part of the five rules that he had was to have a mascot. I think the five rules to make it was like have a mascot, um, get sports titles, make it cool for teenagers. Because yeah. they said that, the, you know, that Nintendo was geared towards kids. So they wanted to be the cool rock and roll kind of thing. And then Yeah, that's went, why they were the edgy one. Yeah, and they got with MTV and then Daisy Fuentes. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, she's, but Sega, Sega's slick because they made it cool to teenagers, which in turn made younger kids want to play it. Right. Because younger kids want to be cool like teenagers. Yeah, that's you what know, they were so saying. They go, the old, yeah, that's what they were saying, too. It's like, yeah, the older brothers were, you know, the older children were playing it. And then the younger, the younger kids came in like, I want to play that too, you know. He goes, and they dropped the price point, and uh, so, and then they said, make fun of Nintendo was like the last one, and then they—that's when they started showing the Sega commercial. And it wasn't tongue in cheek either. No. They made fun of Nintendo, <laughs> and I don't think Nintendo really came back at them. No, they, because they were too fucking. They, you know, yeah, they said that they were straight lays. Yeah, they go. I mean, it was we were too big, and we didn't feel like we had anything to lose. It's fucking great, dude. Yeah, but you Nintendo. should watch those. You like those? And it's, yeah, exactly. Nintendo. Sega does. That's what Ten don't. <laughs> the funny thing is, I haven't seen this episode yet. I just know this shit because I love fucking. And Steve came. Steve hit me up, and he's like, "You have to see." And he told me three separate times for two reasons that I already know. One, because I love video game history, and two, because I'll forget. <laughs> so he's gonna keep telling me until I go watch it. Yeah, because it kept I'm coming dead. up on my Netflix, uh, on my Netflix home screen, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" And I thought it was just like, I thought it was like people getting high scores on games and shit. And and if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. If you're really into like video game history and want to know some really like just pop culture, just pop stuff. culture shit that you could say at parties, uh, if uh, back when you or when you can. At some point, if you hang out with cool people. Yeah, I mean, okay, let me say not parties, but like Zoom parties or whatever. Yeah, you know? <laughs> if you're on Teams at work. Or yeah, something. exactly. Um, but it's called High Scores, and I kept seeing it, so then I just decided to watch it. And then it was like first episode was just all about Atari, and it was just the the creation of Atari, and then the arcade consoles were in the fall, the and fall, all that. and all that stuff. It was really cool, and I was thinking. And then I watched the second one. I was like, Oh, Adam's gonna want to see this. So I text Adam like, "Hey, have you heard this?" He's like, "Well, I don't know what that is?" And I was like, "So I told him, and he was like, yesterday he was like, dude, it was so cool seeing the guy pull out his artwork. It was like yeah. seeing shit.' Like- this dude, the dude who made Space Invaders. <laughs> okay, let me say that one more time. The dude who made Space Invaders <laughs> pulls out the sketch. He's a, he's a kindly old Japanese man. He pulls out the sketchbook and he goes, "These are all my original draw." I sat up in my bed like, "What?" <laughs> It's it's like you were you were being shown the Ark of the Covenant. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to see this. It's like what the fuck? And it was so crazy to me. Like just it, it, it's just a really well done documentary because I feel like they there a lot of this stuff is known. Like the general stuff. Like I know the history of video games, but I don't know these little tiny things. Like the second episode. Very Nintendo heavy, obviously, because you know Nintendo brought gaming back to America. Um, they they were talking mostly with the guy who made the sound effects. Oh yeah, and I know that there was a guy who made the sound effects, but nobody talks about that. <laughs> but then it's it makes you go, you know, the sound effects are like one of the most important fucking part of these <laughs> games. 
You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's it's been ringtones and fucking it's constant. You hear the fucking coin noise from Mario. You know what that's from. <laughs> you know, so it's it's um it's just really well done. Yeah. High high production value. Yeah, and then they, they show know. usually with um I think with episode three and episode five, they show with Nintendo and Sega they show like the world championship competitions. Oh. So you, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna watch the rest of episode two tonight and then at least three and maybe four but we'll see because we get off these fucking podcasts kind of late yeah but um i cannot watch this show while i'm working because <laughs> no work will happen at all and also like, when it, and it. when it's japanese there's no there's no dubs it's it's uh it's subs, subtitles yeah. which i appreciate yeah i i um even though i don't to me when it comes to sub like when i'm watching an anime because i watch anime from time to time I prefer um, dubbed because I'm not a super purist. I just want to watch the show. Right. You know what I mean? But when it's an interview, I feel it's a certain level of respect for the person Yeah. to let us hear him speak in his native tongue. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's probably stupid and it's probably just me being dumb. But I feel like if this person is important, don't talk over them. The only Just o- so it could be in English. The like, only put the other, words at the bottom. <laughs> the only other one I, I I don't like is uh, dubbed uh, Jackie Chan movies, because they usually when they pick the voice of Jackie Chan, it's usually horrible. It's real bad. Yeah, yeah. There's one that uh, Pat had given me, and then I was going, I watched the dubbed, and you know how Jack and and knowing how Jackie Chan speaks and stuff like that, the voice of he was supposed to be a rich you know, a rich dude, his voice came off like this when he's, I was like, yeah. okay, no, it should at least match. I think, oh, I think that's the problem is we, we very much know what Jackie Chan sounds like. <laughs> right. Or Jet and most Lee of the time we don't know what these people sound like. But, um, I think one, one foreign film I hate watching is French films hmm. because French is spoken quickly. Yeah. So when you put English over it, it just sounds very strange because <laughs> they're talking way too quick. But um, but anyway. But yeah, if you guys if you're as cool with that and you like that stuff, definitely check it out on Netflix. It's actually really really. How cool. many episodes there? Six. Six. Yeah. So I got two more left. But maybe when when um, Adam finally completes it, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it. But well, I'll uh, definitely complete it by the by next podcast. Okay. All right, so welcome, everybody, to the Lazy Geeks, a weekly podcast that takes an unfiltered look at geek and pop culture and removes all that clickbait clutter. We're thinking so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. All right, all right, all right. So, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so uh, what's going on with uh, any uh, with your Game Boy? Ugh. I know that you so, said the motherboard didn't work now. With the- so, yeah, I thought, so I got a um, an upgraded board so that the original Game Boy... Real quick, the original Game Boy comes with two motherboards. There's the board with the screen and the buttons on it, and then there's the main board that's the Game Boy. Um, so I got a I got an a mod kit that updates the screen, so it's an IPS panel with a backlight, still black and white, but you know with a backlight, awesome, looks amazing because I got to see it when I hooked it up, but uh, it wouldn't let me go left, like the button for left didn't work. And it just games would take too long. So <laughs> so um, I I told the people who sent me the boards, hey, I, you know, I think your board's faulty, blah, blah, blah. They got back to me a little late. But they told me because they were moving their warehouse. I don't really care. Um, it wasn't like it was something dramatically important. But uh, they sent me another board. 
very nice of them. You know, didn't even talk to me. They said, no, the board's already on the way. Um, and that's where you're like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, cool. And I gave them like all the fucking reviews and I even wrote a review that said they were amazing, blah, blah, blah. Um, then I was like, oh, you know, until that one comes, let's put my old, the old original screen board back into the Game Boy. I did and I couldn't go left. So <laughs> I don't think it's their board at all. And I'm like, oh, I feel kind of bad. Like, should I return it? And then every single person I spoke to was like, no. And I was like, okay, well, well, fuck it. So so now I'm going to have two upgrade boards with screens and no Game Boy. So that doesn't work. So I do have one. I actually bought just that, just the main board. I didn't even buy a new Game Boy because I have two fucking shells now too. So I just, I, I got, it's in the mail. Much like everything in my life, um, it's a replacement main board. So here's my my idea. Okay, I got I got the upgraded board coming. It's free. I didn't pay anything, so that's cool. If I buy another Game Boy, probably about fifty bucks, right? I can upgrade it and then sell it on eBay <laughs> for like one twenty. And then I'll have a little bit of money to get, you know, some other games or whatever. Right. Um, because, you know, why not? Right. What do I need two Game Boys for? You know, I might one sell for, both of them. One for it. each hand. Huh? One for each hand. That's true. You have to, You know what? You're right. Yeah, I know. And actually, I don't need either of them because I just bought a Super Game Boy <laughs> coming for my Super <laughs> Nintendo. So, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. I was playing. It's an odd before, flex, but you know, all right. <laughs> before it broke, um, I was playing Link's Awakening, and we had to go somewhere, and I didn't even think about it. Like my wife usually drives when we go somewhere because I just, I don't care, you know, whatever. Um, so I grabbed, I took the Game Boy with me. Keep in mind, this is an original 1989 Game Boy. Technically, mine was made in 1980 or 1990. Um, so. I'm sitting there and we're we're waiting in line at a store and I'm leaned on the wall and I'm just playing Link's Awakening and somebody comes up and goes, is that a Game Boy? And I go, yeah. And I'm like, oh, wow. And I go, okay. And I go back to playing my game. And then some, someone else comes up and goes, wow, is that a... Re-? And I go, oh, wait a minute. I have something retro in my hand. Right. So no one's going to leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> so I just put it in my pocket. And then I was quickly reminded of how non-pocketable that fucking thing was. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. But um, still great. Great. Great, great, great. So yeah, it all worked out in the end. Um, you know, Game Boy's for everyone, I guess. I don't fucking know. <laughs> and then I went on and I was like, oh, I'll buy Game Gear another one like a working one but almost every game gear is parts only Hmm. because they were just built like shit yeah so if i bought a game gear i would have to buy a um capacitor kit and replace every single capacitor on the board (laughs) and then it would work nine times out of ten they work if you replace all the capacitors as long as they didn't leak and break anything but i'm like (laughs) the game gear didn't have that great of games for me to be fucking doing all that you know what you need to get is the power glove. That's what you need to get. You know what I want to get? Speaking of power glove, um, I want to get the Sega power stick. 
<laughs> which is their arcade stick. Yeah. Because I have this game called um, Landstalker, which is an RPG, lighthearted, really funny, and I've always wanted to play it. I played it at my friend's house like fucking years ago. Um, and it's it's an iso isometric so it's weird. Like you never press up and down on the controller. You're always pressing the diagonals to move around because it's kind of on a grid. So it makes the game a little bit more difficult. But the difficulty of that goes away when you have the power stick. So I went online. I was like, oh, how much are power sticks? Oh, 50 bucks? Maybe not. You know, <laughs> so that's one like if I find it at a goodwill, right. you know, I might I might pick it up. But well, I definitely I mean, come on, <laughs> I definitely pick it up I'm sitting in a Goodwill for like 10 bucks. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but um, Goodwill's getting slick now. Like a lot of them, if you take cartridge games, they'll they'll only sell them online. at the, It's shopgoodwill.com and everything's an auction. Mm. And it's so fucking annoying. It's like, can't you just be dumb? Right. You know, and it, <laughs> stop being an ass. Like you can find um disc games at goodwill pretty easily you just go over in the dvd section and you see fucking tons of disc games but um yeah you know <laughs> what what are you gonna do <laughs> i said i almost picked up um there was a ps2 slim goodwill the other like a week ago when i was over there but it was beat up bro mm-hmm. like it looked like somebody kicked this bitch down the street <laughs> it's a silver one and I was like, oh, I'll just leave this for somebody else. <laughs> I don't need another project right now, you know. Mm-hmm. Shit. Uh, so um, I found on. Uh, Why were you watching <laughs> right. this old ass movie? <laughs> well, I was uh, I was st- perusing through uh, Amazon uh, Prime, and I came across. I looked and I go, "Gleaming the Cube." Oh my god, is that the one I think it is? I watched the shit out of this movie when I was younger. Um, my cousin and I, we were both into heavy into skating at the time, skateboarding at the time. So um, we would rent this, and like anytime, you know, Pal Peralta had a new skateboard video out, we would always like pair those up and then just like watch that uh, old ass Christian Slater movie, like probably earlier performances and uh, him and his family adopt this is this is one of the movies that you're kind of like okay that just seems odd but apparent but the movie is christian slater tries to figure out who murdered his brother his brother's adopted a philip uh no vietnamese boy to an all-white family mm-hmm. and he's dating you know a vietnamese girl and works it's for very very edgy movie yeah and for the time for the time and uh you know he dies he gets murdered and um, he tries to find out who killed him so it has tony hawk is one of his friends steve caballero is one of his friends and it's fucking cheesy as fuck but still fucking entertaining i still enjoyed it uh, it was i was like going, was gonna hand the test of time and some a lot of it yes is cringeworthy uh, it takes place in Orange County because they make sure to mention that, and uh, a thousand times. Uh, yeah, and uh, but I watched it. I was just like, oh, uh, this was kind of cool. It kind of took me back a little bit. Maybe like think about like all oh, that's the- definitely a movie that's frozen in time. Yeah, like it's it it's, is a time capsule. Absolutely, that that does not age well, but it's great <laughs> for a nostalgic. Right, you know, it's so ingrained in the culture of that time. I've seen it. 
back when I was in high school. I don't remember much about it. I remember I dug it, but I don't I don't really remember the plot or like even you said all that and I still don't fucking remember. <laughs> I mean, so. you know, Christian Slater was the angsty teenager that he always yeah. plays, but he's just you know, my parents hate me and you know, uh uh you know, the middle class uh, the middle class white kid that just like You don't understand me, Dad. Exactly. I'm gonna go skate I'm gonna go angry skate now. I never <laughs> understood those kids, dude. I feel like poor kids don't get a chance to do that shit. <laughs> no, they just join <laughs> gangs or you know yeah. or, or rob shit. You know, angsty white kids just uh, I'm just going to go rage skate now, you know, because for whatever fucking reason. My, uh, the answer in my house, anytime I was angsty about anything, um, my grandfather would go, you know, if you work, you'll be fine. <laughs> just work. It's like that was the answer to everything. And if I if I fought back, it's like I'm going to give you work to do now. Yeah, exactly. Because you're irritating me. <laughs> That's Yeah. When you grew you grew up in those households, you're like, I'm bored. I can give you something. not be bored. You know right. what? I'm good. <laughs> I remember I was bored one day and <laughs> this is a quick story. Um, it was right after they bought me um, my Sega Genesis. Sega. And, Sega. <laughs> and um, I had played through the two games she, my mom got me. So the games that I started with, no, three games, I'm sorry. The games I started with were, it came with Sonic 2. She bought me Sonic Spinball. And Boogerman, which ah. I now own all three. I'm very proud. Um, and I played through all those. I beat them. And I was like, oh, I'm bored. I already beat these games. Can I have some more games? And I was like, no, you can't have more games. Like, I think they were like, what were they, 40 bucks? Yeah, somewhere around there. Back then. And this is when Sega Genesis was new, so all the games were 40 bucks. And uh, she's absolutely not. You can't have more games. I just bought you a whole thing. And then I was like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And he goes, well, do the dishes. I'm like what? He's like you're so bored. Do the fuck dishes. I'm like, oh, so I had to do the dishes, and I gave just too much attitude. I did the dishes every night for four years. <laughs> it was officially my job. And anytime I said, hey, why do I always have to do the dishes so you don't get bored? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Talk about paying your penance, dude. Seriously. Like them di- and them dishes. It was one of those households where like he'd come over and look at the dishes. My grandmother too. Look at the dishes and go, there's a. This one's done sloppy. There's a speck on it. All of the dishes go back into the sink. Oh, shit. Yeah. He's like, do it right, and I won't have to come over here and do this. And he always be like, you're wasting my time because I have to come <laughs> over here and do that. Like, Fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm a person that goes to work, and they go, are you done? And I'm, hold on. <laughs> let, me, <laughs> let me double check. What's funny about, like, what's funny is, like, you know, you and I pretty much have, like, the similar background right. with that. But, like, in Irish like, and Hispanic cultures, it's like, <laughs> honestly identical, <laughs> just different pigment. Um, right. But like with Glimmy the Cube, fucking Christian Slater gets arrested or trespassing and, and doing all this shit. His yeah. parents send him home, and he still like does this. I'm like, what? You know, and like you know, he get, get he gets arrested fucking, for he gets arrested for skating in somebody's pool that's empty because you know they're redoing it so him and his buddy skate he gets arrested for it he gets taken out his dad gives him shit and what does his mom do his mom buys him a new skateboard and some trucks and <laughs> and so we was just like i really like seeing you skate. i'm like what the fuck planet is this 
I used to see shit like that on TV and stuff and yeah. go, this, is this real? <laughs> like, yeah. Is this a real thing? I want to live in those. That's why That's why people wanted to be white. That's why, you know, there was that, you know, we wanted to be in white families because well, we're like, oh. I would, I, would, <laughs> I would like to clear up something. <laughs> well, from my perspective, you're, you know. you're see, Just for anyone who might be confused, because I know Steve knows better now. You were seeing an economic situation, not a cultural <laughs> one. Because <laughs> I do notice that now, because I'm, you know, I've done pretty well, middle class or whatever now, I guess. I don't really know if middle <laughs> class even exists anymore. Um, and people who I work with are like that. Like they're very, oh, yeah, my kid, he got an F in math, but he really wants to go to this this party with <laughs> my, <laughs> my son right now. Okay. He he wanted he was one of two of my children that was doing school from home and the other ones were going with my wife to her school that she works at to have a quiet place to do it. I said, all right, you want to stay here? Fine. We'll see if it works. He's missing a lot of assignments. Guess who can't do shit now? Yeah. No TV, no phone, no video games, no nothing. And every once in a while he'll come out and my younger son's playing the game that he wants to play. They're all into Breath of the Wild right now. And I go, hey, look, you see what he's playing? Like I shove it in his face. <laughs> you should have did your fucking work, huh? And he just puts his head down like there's nothing he can say. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I just tell him, I told him you got till Friday to get this work sorted out. And he goes, well, I mean, not to be rude, dad, but you took everything away. What else could happen? It's like, if you don't want to find that out, <laughs> finish it, I'll fucking beat your ass. <laughs> you yeah, because it's like if I got like a D or an F at like my... Fifth, uh, five week or 10 week, you know, progress report. I wouldn't be seeing the light of day except to go to school until 10 week. Like if at the, the 10 week is where you're like, okay, well let's see how you do then. And then maybe, you know, life will come back. I think in poor homes with good parents. Um, and I see this, especially in, 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 uh, immigrant home where the parents are immigrants. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right on this. Um, Education is very important because it's a you can get out of this situation if you fucking do well in school. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it so poor poor parents do not fuck around when it comes to school. If they're good parents. Yeah. The problem with poverty is <laughs> sometimes you get people who are poor because they're fucking retarded. Right. Not because they just got dealt a bad hand. Well, like you know. Yeah, like for like um with me it was uh uh I what is it? My mom wanted me to focus on school, so I couldn't even get a job during high school, because uh, she and she, and when I wanted when I joined theater, she was even really apprehensive about that because she's yeah. like, it's going to because it's not education. Yeah, it's going to uh, interfere. And I think my brother and my sister kind of came in as like, you know, and they were significantly older, so they were like going, just give him something; it'll keep him out of trouble. Is what I I remember hearing. Yeah. You know, because at the school I went to, there was a lot of, it was predominantly, not predominantly, I say about half Hispanic and half anybody else. Uh, and uh, so it was known half for- Half mixed, half Hispanic. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, it was mixed, like half Hispanic and half everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was a lot of, like, gang influence in my at, at my old school, Hispanic gangs and then, you know, blacks and stuff like that. So- yeah. um, so yeah, it was kind of like and you give him that, it keeps him out of you know, keep him out of trouble. And and it did for the most part. And my grades pretty much stay the same. But you know, if it was like you fuck up, your 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 ass is it. 
So, but then also well, that in, was, that in, was in theater, thing. in theater too, like if my grades were subpar, I was ineligible. Right. So. Exactly. That's why a lot of kids put their, uh, or a lot of parents put their kids in sports yeah. because they have to keep their grades up. But, um, when I moved here, see where I'm from, there was a lot of gang influence, but when I moved here, I'm, I'm white. So <laughs> there's no white gangs here. Right. The only bad thing I could really do is become a drug addict and I wasn't going to fucking do that. So <laughs> I, I was pretty much made the shade. And my, my, my mom has even said, she goes, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the guys in our family got mixed up in that. My uncle being one of them and stuff like that, because it's just, that was easy. Yeah. It's easy money. You know what I mean? But you know, being a stick up kid or whatever, you know? And so she thought she was bringing me to this land of opportunity or whatever in <laughs> Phoenix. Um, just meant I wasn't I wasn't the I wasn't the right skin tone to be um in crime. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. You're the alibi. <laughs> right. It's like I was with Adam the whole <laughs> night. Like Adam, don't say that. <laughs> it might not work for you. Oh you, you know, his toughest his his touch may not be soft, but it is gentle. <laughs> <laughs> and always on time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, so um, so this is this is actually pr- a fucking funny story. If you follow uh the the Lazy Geeks Twitter account, I posted the actual conversation. So when Adam and I were talking about, because we you know we fluctuate either between doing a topic discussion or or just news. So this week I thought, well, now that the Xbox Series S and X is is out or has been finalized re- release dates and 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 price, I was like, well, we should talk about this. And he was like, yeah, that's a good idea. So we kind of went back and forth. And then Adam goes, has Sony even res- said anything? You know, and I, and I said, no. I go, but given that they've done this, I go, they'll probably announce something next week because I think like the 22nd, you know, the Xbox goes on uh, pre-order. And, he's, and Adam's like, yeah, you're right. And then sure enough, the next day in the news, PlayStation, uh, Sony announces PlayStation Showcase next week. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker we fucking called it again uh so yeah <laughs> it's what fucking steve put on twitter the screenshot of our co- communication i i almost <laughs> i almost put the thing i have the receipt <laughs> <laughs> but it's true i mean we <laughs> we we call a lot actually we call a lot of shit because it's honestly it's not because we're fucking great if you're just paying attention right this shit's honestly boring at this point. And like the young, the young bucks now, they get they get into this like, ooh, ooh, now Sony's gonna say something. Yeah, that's it's been that way. Yeah. <laughs> ever since fucking back in the day. It, it's never it's never changed. The last time it was truly exciting was 16 bit. Yeah. To be a hundred percent honest. That that was when it was like they were fighting each other in the t- on the TV and in the newspapers. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Now it's just everyone's whatever. Right. You're an Xbox person. You're play- Everyone buys all the consoles anyway, so it doesn't really matter. The last time we said something that truly shocked us that we were right was Batman, um, Batman v Superman. Yeah. Because we had had a discussion about because it was it was like just after the announcement that they were going to do a Justice League movie and it was just after Man of Steel came out and I got to find that episode cuz we said this in the podcast this is old we're talking this is like what probably a couple years after we started this 
And we had a discussion where we were saying you can't have Justice League without Batman and Superman. You have to have something with them. So, you know, I remember getting very adamant about it. Yeah. Like I was like, it's an impossibility to have Justice League for because there was rumors at the time that they were just gonna come out with a Justice, Justice League movie. movie, right? And we were like, you no, it's retarded because there was a lot of like, oh, they don't want to be like Marvel. Marvel, and I remember we were saying, well, no, you need to be like Marvel because Marvel's created the framework now, right? So this is what everyone expects. And then you know, like so the like, next day or two, they announced. Batman v Superman was happening before Justice League and we were mm-hmm. like oh shit like we was right it's like they were listening to the show they heard us they knew. <laughs> we were being clowns dude but, we spent like 30 minutes just patting ourselves <laughs> on the back uh, but it, it, it's really true a lot of this shit that we say it's like if you stop the bullshit hype and you just actually yeah. looked at stuff. It's like going, okay, they're going to announce it next week because they have to. I mean, it's like they're and, – and I even said in the text message, they're not going to let Microsoft have that long. They gave them a because week. Because you if, know? You look, if you look at when Xbox announced – if you any news article, the day that they announced the price, look at the comments. I guarantee you a mass majority of them, well, what's Sony going to say? Yeah. Everyone now the clock's ticking. Even even I said that on our Twitter account. I said your move, Sony. Yeah. You know, it's like exactly the clock's ticking now. And the longer you made everyone wait, the more pissed off they're going to be and be less receptive to whatever <laughs> price you're going to put. Exactly. So basically, Sony said we're going to announce something on the 16th. They've put the pause on that heat somewhat. Yeah. So they can get their shit together and make a proper announcement. So it doesn't look like some dude just running on stage with <laughs> with his tie all fucking loose. Oh shit! Um, <laughs> yeah, but so-, so I knew, and we also called that Xbox was going to move first because that's how it is. We were the part of the con- the same conversation yeah. was that Microsoft is an American company. They're always a little bit more eager, jumpy. Yeah. They're more eager. They're more hungry because that's just how American business is. Sony is a giant corporation. Like so is Microsoft. Don't don't get me wrong, but they be Sony behaves more like a monolithic company. Like they're like we'll say something when we want to say something, you know. And and I don't think Sony was the first to move last generation either. No, I think it was. I think because Microsoft was putting their foot in their fucking mouth for six months. Yeah, and then but then uh, yeah, but but then yeah, X um, Sony. Oh no, no, not Sony. Microsoft. Yes, yes, because Microsoft announced the Xbox One, and then that's when all hell broke loose because they said, "Oh, it needed to be constantly connected. It needed. It also was a hundred dollars more because of the Connect." Remember? Yeah, yeah. yeah so, and Sony was just like, "We're we'll just d- let you shoot yourself yeah, in the foot." They let them do that, and then they came out. It's like. We just have the console. It was like they just have a console for gamers yeah. to play games on, and we're like, "Oh, fuck it, look at Sony." That's what so- Sony doesn't want to go first. Yeah, Sony is Eminem. <laughs> yeah, in the in the rap battle, they're like, "You go first, so yeah. I can fucking smoke you afterwards." Because yeah. they, I remember the pivotable, the pivotable, <laughs> the pivotal moment for me for the whole Microsoft versus PlayStation before the launch was when Sony had that mock commercial where it's like, hey, I want to borrow your game. And he physically hands him the game and they both turn to the screen and just smile. And I was like, <laughs> fucking roasted, bro. Like Microsoft was probably watching that going, you fucking. Because <laughs> right after that happened, what happened? Everything started changing. Oh, it doesn't need to always be online. Mm. Oh, it doesn't, you know, blah, 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 yeah. blah. You know what then I mean? suddenly the price came down. I was like, well, you can now get with the connect or without the connect. And- Which, hey, 
good. Yeah, which they you should know, have did to begin that's with. That's why we need. <laughs> that's why we need competition in the market yeah. because someone thought they were a little too big, right? And needed to get knocked down a couple pegs. It even goes back to the to the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation Three. PlayStation Three was fucking well, up. Yeah, the PlayStation Three had um, heat issues. And yep. keep in mind that this at the time between the PlayStation 2 and the PlayStation 3, there was nothing new coming out of Sony or Microsoft. Then the Wii happened. And then once the Wii happened and they dominated the market because nobody else had anything, Sony and Microsoft tried to hurry along. Microsoft more than Sony. Sony had overheating issues with playing at the disc, so then it got pushed back. Like the And Microsoft took the other round and wanted to throw everything out because that's when you had the HD... DVR the HD DVD drive and then the uh you had you had a Lego Xbox 360 where you had to buy the wireless adapter you yeah. had to buy the D, the HD DVD ROM drive and all the extra shit that you had to buy and then they had to recall it anyway because the the the, the brick was overheating so you know Microsoft fucked up there because they released it too early and then the PS3 and I think I said this in a podcast a long time ago. The PS3 to me was the Sega Saturn if it did well. Because the Sega Saturn's Achilles heel was it was not very developer friendly. It was very hard to utilize its power. Because on paper, the Saturn's more powerful than the PS1. But the PS1 was extremely <laughs> easy to tap into. Right. So you got better games on the PlayStation and Sega failed. Didn't fail in Japan, though. The Sega Saturn was incredibly popular in Japan. Um, but... When the PS3 came out, it had this like cell structure, fucking wacky shit. <laughs> and the Xbox, being from Microsoft, was a more traditional, had more traditional parts. <laughs> so that you had a game like Skyrim. Skyrim came out and it was a mess on the fucking, um, on the PS3 because it was like impossible to optimize. Yeah. Because it was just weird. You know, so they all make mistakes, missteps along the way. Um, now what's cool. none more than my favorite, which was Sega. <laughs> so. <laughs> but now it looks now it's going to be cool because you can have the the PlayStation Five sitting right next to the Xbox Series X and go, oh, cool computer and router. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. It just looks like you have some high end um, tech on your network, right? Like, oh yeah. shit, does, do you do you have a gaming keyboard to go with that? Oh no, that's my mm. Xbox and PlayStation. Oh, okay. Oh, mm. <laughs> I can't connect to your your router. It's like, where's the what's the what's the uh, wi-fi password <laughs> then i know my wife made a good point to me she goes where are you going to put the new xbox and the new playstation i said well i'll probably put the new playstation in my son's room because he's really the only one that plays the playstation and she goes okay he goes, well, where are you going to put the new xbox i said i'm gonna put it in my other son's room he plays xbox she's like he's like yeah but he has an xbox one are you just gonna throw it out and i go oh yeah that's a good point hmm. i'm like why would i it still works you know, and he you could, plays fucking Fortnite most of the time. Well, you could see if you can get something off of trade-in. Eh, the disk drive doesn't work, oh. so no one's going to take it. But the um, I might put uh, the Xbox Series X or S or whatever one I get in the living room. Because um, mm -hmm. the Switch is in the living room right now. Um, oh, there you go. So they've been playing Breath of the Wild on that new fucking 70 inch. And I'll tell you what, Breathless of the Wild. Okay. <laughs> the fucking graphics of that game are unreal. Um, what's Nintendo doing? You know, are they coming out with something new soon? Probably not because they're making so much money off the Switch. <laughs> Nintendo confuses because they're not in the same schedule. 
Yeah, but they already had the switch out in between the generations. So yeah, they, like, they like, do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. Like Nintendo literally does whatever they want. Exactly. Yeah, they have a failed console. It doesn't even affect them. Yeah. They're just like, whatever. <laughs> they just make a All new right, one. We'll, we'll try something else now. Right. All right. Well, as we do every week, before we get into our main topic this week, it's time to jump into some news you may have missed. This was kind of fucked up. So Apple has issued new rules for its App Store in an attempt to address many of the issues that have come up over Apple's governance of its digital storefront for iPhone devices with updates for game streaming services. New rules for online classes and fewer restrictions for in-app purchases on small email apps, uh, which was the focus of Apple's previously uh, previous controversy with Hey. So leading the changes is the explicit ruling on game streaming services like Google Stadia or Microsoft's xCloud, which Apple tells CNBC are newly allowed, but the new rules show that each and every game must be downloadable directly from the App Store, and every game must be submitted to Apple individually before the company could stream it to its users. This means that Microsoft or Google can't build a single overreaching xCloud or Stadia app that contains access to all the games. Uh, they, But they can offer individual games on the app as separate pieces of software using their streaming tech, Apple confirms to The Verge. They don't need to create a full game that runs locally on the iPhone. Thin clients and hybrid streaming apps are okay now. If they want a unified place for gamers to find those games, cloud gaming providers like Google or and Microsoft can at least build catalog-style apps that collects and links out to the individual apps as well. So... And of course, all of these game streaming apps would still be subjected to Apple's usual app store rules, including the company's contentious 30% cut, which is currently the subject of Apple's ongoing fight with Epic Games. Now, Microsoft... Doesn't sound like much of a fight these days. Yeah, I know. Um, but Microsoft, let's show how we say, was unimpressed. This remains a bad experience for for customers, says Microsoft spokesperson in a statement to The Verge. Gamers want to jump directly into a game from a curated catalog within one app, just like they do with movies and songs, and not be forced to download over 100 apps to play individual games from the cloud. We're committed to putting game uh, gamers at the center of everything we do, and providing a great experience is the core up to that mission. So... I agree. Now, I agree because here's the thing. Netflix, Disney Plus, Spotify, yeah. they don't have to do that. In this instance, I do agree with Microsoft. For one, Microsoft has a bit more listening power than Epic does. So if Microsoft is saying something's not working, the industry is going to pay attention a little bit more. They're going to be like, oh, well, wait, right. <laughs> like, what's, what's going on? And also, too, yes, I think Apple's being a little silly here because – Technically, from a technological standpoint, they're already allowing what um, Microsoft is requesting. Right. So I think I honestly think that um, Epic has made this kind of shit more difficult yeah. for other companies because now Apple feels like they have to prove their point. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I had mentioned um, or I was thinking is this is the result of Epic. 
Yeah. Epic kind of Microsoft probably could have very easily worked it out with Apple before Epic started acting up. Right. And this is this that's what this is all about. This is to make sure to say like, hey guys, we're not gonna fuck around like Epic's trying to do. So this is your alternative. Or you can, you know, play nice and then we can work something else out. Right. So And honestly, I do I do agree. I agree and disagree because I agree Apple made a decision with one company, so now they feel like I need to uphold it with everybody. It doesn't matter how big you are. I get that. But this is a different kind of thing. Right. This isn't a this the epic thing was specifically the 30% charge. Um while the Microsoft thing does involve that, it's other things too. Like no I have an iPhone, okay? And there's iPads in my house. I'll probably never use xCloud, but if I did, I would not want to be downloading right. <laughs> a million different things. Like Microsoft's hit the nail on the head. It's it's going to be too cumbersome, and gamers are already going to have an Xbox in their house anyway. Right. So they're probably not going to use it if it's a pain in the ass. Yeah, one of the things I was thinking about was, you know, let's say, and let's be honest, iPhones are expensive. But let's say you have one of those iPhones that doesn't have a whole lot of storage space. You're gonna yeah. have to start deleting those games because you want to download the next game to get in there. It's like, like all my all I have three iPads in the house for the kids, and they're all the lowest um, storage space. What is fuck 16? you, Apple? What is it, sixteen or 32? sixty-four? Sixty-four. Because oh. the 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 jump in price for storage is Ridiculous. insane. Yeah. Like I'm like no, you can you can get a sixty-four gig, and then I just have to periodically remind them to delete the dumb videos they fucking <laughs> record. But um, yeah, I I agree. I agree. I agree <laughs> with Microsoft. It's it's a weird situation, isn't it? I agree with Microsoft, but I see Apple's point. Yeah. But they need to kind of they need open to calm their eyes they, a little bit. They need see, to calm the right. fuck down a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. They need to fucking chill out. Yeah. Because it's a different situation. But I feel like the reason why I'm kind of going uh, because I feel like in this situation, if I was Apple, I'd be doing the same fucking thing. Oh yeah. Like I'd be like, nah, fuck you. You had Epic up here. I heard you chiming in with Epic right, too. Exactly. You kiss my ass. Yeah, because if you think, you of, yeah, because if you remember, Microsoft, Google, um, Facebook, all of them were chiming in on on this right. bullshit. Now suddenly everybody's like, oh shit, you know, like it's a level. It's a level of petty I can appreciate. <laughs> what I'm trying to say, um, I'm sure they'll work it out. Though. Those those companies are both enormous. Yeah. And Microsoft and Apple have worked out plenty in the past before, so I'm sure. They'll come to some kind of agreeance um, because at the end of the day, Apple and Microsoft, while they while they come at things differently, they do focus on the user experience in at the forefront. Yeah. Apple sometimes is a little insane about it, <laughs> but, um, you know, so they'll figure it out. <laughs> Epic and suck a dick. Um, <laughs> console Wars. The documentary uh, based on the 2014 nonfiction novel, nonfiction, no, okay, of the same name will premiere on CBS All Access on September 23rd, uh, CBS Interactive announced on Friday. The company also shared a new trailer for the doc. <laughs> Surprisingly, I forgot to watch it, but that's fine. Um, Console Wars details... Um, uh, the battle between Nintendo and Sega in the 90s, focusing mostly on the Genesis and the Super Nintendo era. The source material is somewhat controversial for including fictionalized dialogue. Yeah, so that's why they call it a um, – now I remember. It's a nonfiction novel because the reason I want to uh, read this book is they're telling you a true story, but they in the book they frame it as a novel. 
So it, it's it has like kind of a better flow. It's not just this happened, this happened, this happened. You know, I don't know. I've I've wanted to, whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for including fictionalized dialogue, albeit between people who took part in the events, the book recounts. Um, judging from the trailer, that's something the documentary improves on with many of the same individuals, including former Sega of America CEO Tom Kalinsky, who feature. I'm getting excited, but most people don't even know who the fuck that is. Um, who feature prominently in the book, uh, giving on the record interviews. Blake J. Harris, the author of Console Wars, helped co sorry co directed the documentary with Seth Rogen, serving as one of its executive producers. Um, Console Wars is the first feature length documentary CBS Interactive has made for CBS All Access. It's also just one of the adaptations it plans to make based on the source material as it looks to expand its streaming library. In 2019, it said it was developing a series based on the novel um, as well, though it doesn't have a release date yet. So I'm excited about this. There are a few comments on this article of some jaded motherfuckers, and I'm going <laughs> to read this real quick. It's the first one. How many times do we have to retread this ground? I don't I don't remember the general populace treading this ground at all. Right. But okay. Um next one was you described the book as a nonfiction novel. Um that's going that's gotta be an oxymoron if I ever saw one. Which at first I thought too, but then it says in the next line, it's written you know, whatever. Um and then <laughs> this other dude says, Is this the equivalent of Netflix high score? Because this one's already covered it, but someone hit him with high score is giving you a general overview of gaming and this is focusing on the 16 bit era. So if you're again, I mean, this seems to be the game, the gaming history fucking episode. Um, if you're into gaming history, this console wars will, will complement um, high scores definitely because we're going to zero in on, on a highly competitive um, era of gaming. And honestly, the, f I would say, the first home console generation that was highly competitive because Sega did have the Sega master system, but no one knew it was there. So Nintendo dominated the eighties. It was, wasn't even a fair fight, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, in the 16 bit they're very neck and neck, you know? So it was, um, it was an interesting time to be a gamer. So this, this is going to be nostalgic, nostalgic spooge all over everybody's face. <laughs> and I'm there for it. Um, Skeet, skeet, about to get your feelings hurt. So, <laughs> CBS All Access, what was the date again? I want to September go over 22nd. Yeah, September 23rd. 23rd. Nice to see CBS All Access some. Um, yeah, kind of stepping up a little, little bit. Yeah, new stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they even expanded. Like, um, I'm a big fan of the Smithsonian Channel, and that's one of the things I, I miss the fact that I don't have like, like a premium, you know, uh, yeah. service to watch that but um they're adding they added a shit ton of extra stuff onto it lately because before it had like four or five and i was like okay well, i can see that but now it's added like a ton of shit so cbs like, cbs office have smithsonian mm -hmm. yeah oh shit yeah okay. it has a smithsonian channel and I, I need to get back into watching documentaries like i used to watch documentaries most of the time back when they were on tv and yeah. then when all the history channel it turned to reality tv i just <laughs> fell off yeah, they have um they have this one cool uh, thing uh American color, and it's you know they they take certain decades and you know they show like footage and give you historical stuff, but oh it's all God, done in I color. Fucking, dude, that's like a like a a dirty little pleasure of mine yeah. is and me and Steve have talked about this where I love watching people being like filmed 
decades ago. Yeah. Like I like the interviews where they're just like, hey, you know, what do you think of life? You know, and stuff like that. But even just people doing normal shit. Like I for an hour, I watched this <laughs> dude's home videos of him and his family just existing. And they had gotten a camera. It was like 1987. <laughs> and I, I, I was enthralled with it. I don't know why. Well, it was, like I'm just like, it's amazing. And it's not just time periods that I existed in. It's not Quantum Leap. Right. Like it, the ones before that and all that shit too. It's just crazy. <laughs> I think I think I love seeing how different it is, but how similar it is too. Well, I, was, I got caught up in watching, um, there was a one, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Vanity Fair or one of those. But it was their YouTube channel, and they just simply had um, a camera that drove around downtown L.A. in the 1950s, like 1954 or something like yeah. that. And so it was cool. So I'm, uh, you're driving, but they also had it cut um, split screen with the same road taken now. So you kind of that kind of shit is intense. So you're, dude. you're doing that, and then they had one of like uh, driving down. I can't remember what road, but in um, New York. So it was, but that was also done in like the 1940s. So you're, you're driving around. So yeah, I, I get that. Like I've watched those videos and one was a video of a, just a truck, a, um, just a camera going down, um, market street in San Francisco and mm-hmm. you're seeing, and it's just, you know, just driving down there, there's nothing going on. And you're just seeing these, you know, people on carriages and cars and, and trolleys going through. And it was the day before the 19, um, the 1906 earthquake in San Francisco. Mm. So it was even kind of even all that shit's gone anyway. Yeah. So it was, it was really, it's really interesting, but yeah, I, I totally saw footage of, um, what was it? Nobody cares. No, just er, fuck off. <laughs> Early 20th century, New York city. Mm, yeah. Blew my fucking mind, bro. But go ahead. Go ahead. What, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? So, um, finally after 11 long seasons, too many seasons, a yeah. lot of people believe. Yeah. Uh, the flagship show, The Walking Dead, is coming to an end. Uh, however, this isn't the end of the franchise. It is just the end of the flagship show. Uh, it will end after uh, 24 episodes. Um, this is also because it had actually shortened the season 10 se- um, mm-hmm. season because of, of COVID. So the final season will consist of 24 episodes. The first 10 will air in 2021 with the final 12 bowing in 2022. Also, the missing 10th season finale will air, I think it's in October, October 4th. Uh, they call it the Phonale because it was actually the final episode filmed for <laughs> season 10 mm. before COVID happened. Um, now, there are go- they are working on two more offshoots. They are already two out right now. Uh, one installment is actually going to focus on the characters of Daryl Dixon and Carol Pelletter. Uh, I think Daryl's the one with the crossbow, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, that will. It's been a it, while since I've seen that show. Yeah, that'll be set to premiere in 2023, and then the next show will be an anthology series, which will ca- be called Tales of the Waking Dead. Oh, that might be dope. Yeah, they said the an- short stories. And yeah, shit. so an anthology series. If you don't understand what an anthology series is tales from the crypt exactly tales from the crypt or night gallery twilight zone it's just isolated they need to bring that format back hardcore it's so much fun oh i know well they said shows like quantum leap back in the 90s said oh well they don't work if you know uh, anthology series because they you know advertise it as anthology series but anthology series 
will work. I mean, that's what they'll work because now Black Mirror. Look at Black Mirror stuff. Right, like that. it works because it's so different yeah. than everything else. Everything now is is this big grand story. Though a couple of the fucking episodic shit in there. It's so great, dude. Yeah. Now they said that the these now they're not completely. How should I say? Um, concrete on the format because according Uh-oh. according to. Uh, According to the re- the release that I saw, it may evolve around previously introduced characters or new ones. It all also may or may not shed new light on the backstories of familiar characters. Cracked um, uh, the C- A- um, AMC COO said there really is so much walking ahead in the number ah. that that it could actually go from like single episodes and maybe a few episodes. Which, if you're going to deal with, like, this is kind of cool. If you had characters that maybe died off in season one or season two, and you want to kind of go back to that, you can get that actor come back and do maybe a couple episodes, you know, for a certain story. I'm sure the fans will dig it. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see. But, I, yeah, an anthology series would be kind of, would be a cool idea. It would be a cool idea, too, because it it works when you have um a universe that you're working with yeah. like it would work in star trek if you yeah. had an anthology series and so i mean that's how they all were back then anyway right. but, um yeah that might be interesting i kind of fell off a long time i really like a lot of people book. did a lot of people yeah did. and i i just got um once they started deviating from the book it just wasn't for me like i didn't hate on it i just was like eh, you know wasn't holding my attention I mean, like not like the other the other fanboys that you know I I don't if I don't like something I might say why I don't like it and then I move on with my fucking life (laughs) and and those whatever those shows will accompany the current fear the walking dead which is going on right now and the upcoming walking dead world beyond which is I think supposed to come out later this month and that's also in conjunction with a Rick centric feature film starring Andrew Lincoln uh, coming sometime Tales from the Crypt. Motherfucker, I used to stay up late to watch that shit. Tales from the Walking Dead. <laughs> that, that should be that way. It should be that way. Um, There was one, too, and it wasn't on that long, but it was like Freddy's Nightmares or Oh, something. I remember that, yeah. Bro, it used to trip me out that he was the host of a television <laughs> show. Yeah. I remember that, God. I need to find that show, dude. That's lost. Um. The Recording Industry Association of America has <laughs> released its mid-year report on the state of the U.S. music industry. Uh, while there were plenty of expected outcomes, streaming w- went way up, physical sales continued to plunge. <laughs> there were a few. You don't say. <laughs> yeah. Um, the report indicates that for the first time since the 1980s, vinyl outsold CDs, uh, which actually makes a lot more fucking sense if you think about it. Yeah. Um, vinyl album sales rose by 4% from the first from the first half of 2019 to 232 million. That accounts for 62% of physical revenue during the first six months of the year, but just 4% of the overall revenue from recorded music. Overall, physical sales fell to $376 million. That's a drop of 23% year over year. Reasons for that include people not visiting music stores or them not existing, um, <laughs> artists not touring, 
um, and not selling CDs at the shows and millions of people losing their jobs and entertainment budgets amid the COVID-19 pandemic. I I like how it shows the real reason at the end. I know. I was like, that would be the reason you'd have on top. Like that would be the the lead reason. (laughs) It's like, it's like, you know, a lot of people are dying from gun violence. You know, they say it's like, you know, economic issues. Um, a lot of the parenting's involved. Also, you know, probably people getting shot. So <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> um, and then, of course, there's an increasing shift to streaming. Um, it shouldn't come as a surprise that streaming subscriptions are way up. Spotify, for instance, added 12 million premium subscribers during the six months to hit a global total of 138 million. Paid streaming subscribers in the U.S. increased by 24% from the first half of 2019 to more than 72 million. Total streaming revenue rose 12% year over year to 4.8 billion, motherfucker. (laughs) Growth in ad-supported streaming revenues slowed down significantly um, to 3% year over year amid a drop in advertising income across a number of sectors. Despite that, it speaks to the dominance of streaming that revenue from ad-supported streaming, $421 million, was higher than both physical sales and digital downloads, which was $351 million during that period. The report found the streaming accounts for 85% of music revenue in the first six months of the year, up from 79% across all of 2019. So... This report's funny to me because it shouldn't be any surprise that vinyl outsold CDs. CDs are not selling at all. Right. And vinyl has found a resurgence with a nostalgic crowd. I myself want to get a record player. Me too. Um, I just enjoy the way they sound. I know (laughs) that on paper and scientifically they do not sound any better. And here's the trick to it, right? A lot of people are buying vinyls of the new albums and then they're like, well, it doesn't really sound that great. It's it's all about compression. It really has very little to do with what medium you're listening to it on. It Music is highly compressed now. So when you listen to music um, on the new vinyls that they've just pressed, you're listening to the digital cut that they've recorded. It's not like somebody's in the thing recording to the vinyl. Right. Um, now, that being said, I wanted to do a little plug, not sponsored, but just for people who um, really like music. I recently tried, um, and still using, the Tidal uh, music streaming service. Now, their whole thing is that they stream at um, a much higher bit rate, which they do. And they also have a lot of um, new and some older albums. They have the master cuts. So that's like straight from the studio quality streaming to you. So you do need a good internet connection. Um, But at first I was like, eh, I mean, it sounds whatever. Then I bought new speakers for my computer. So I bought like these Bose speakers, not the nicest, but they're better than what I had. It's amazingly clear. Like, it's a whole different experience because you can hear things that you can't hear on a shitty radio or even with Spotify. Cause I also have Spotify because I have Spotify family, which everybody uses, but, um, title had like a three months free or three months for like a dollar or something like that. And I think I'm going to keep title cause title, it just sounds okay. Just hmm. crystal. Okay. And even the old stuff that they don't have the masters of, it's still in a higher bit rate. It's like someone's putting the album on for you in your room. Oh, nice. You know, it's, you know, it's, it's really good. And, and it's something that it kind of opened my eyes a little bit about 
looking into that compression and stuff like that where a lot of people are listening to the shittiest version of the music they like because of convenience, you know, and that's fine for them. If you're into that, me, I'm thinking about getting a record player. Um, I was going to get a tape deck (laughs) because cassettes are coming back too. And I am more nostalgically connected to cassettes. The problem is is cassettes break. They just eventually break or get eaten (laughs) up and, I mean, vinyls wear out too, but they wear out through use. Right. You know, they're not going to wear out just sitting there. If you find an old Ace of Base tape from like fucking 91, <laughs> it's probably already broken. Yeah. Unless it was really taken care of, which. Even then. We all know, we all know how we took care of tapes back exactly. then. And motherfuckers was in pockets. I used to have them. on the ground. I used to have them in a box in my closet. Like, you know. Right. Just, yeah. So. You know, it's the experience of tapes is amazing. Mm-hmm. I remember, I remember it very well, but it wouldn't translate very well. And also, too, I don't have to rewind things with vinyl. Yeah. I don't want to sit there in 2020 <laughs> waiting for my tape to rewind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no. I, I don't have the patience anymore. <laughs> And then hit I'd play. Just pick up the needle. Then when you then have, um, we wind it too far. I ordered um, Logic's new album, amazing album. I ordered it on vinyl. Um, it's not here yet, and he told me that. Well, not he told me that. Jesus, the store told me that. Um, yeah, Logic you know, when, himself. When we were up. when we were chatting on uh, on uh, WhatsApp, you know, no he was deal. like, it was a group chat because you know that's how I. Well, flex. he flew me over there. We went out for a dinner. You know, it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I bought that and I bought a signed poster of the album art. The album art's fucking sick. Um, and uh, it's coming in October or something. But um, I realized I bought this album and I'm like, I don't have a record player. <laughs> <laughs> so I bought it on like a wall. <laughs> you know, it was like limited time. Right. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I grabbed it. Um, but he's a big vinyl head. So I expect it to be a higher quality than what Walmart shoving down our throat, you know? So Mm. yeah, we all need vinyl records, bro. (laughs) I miss, that's another, one of the reasons why I got retro games. I just miss owning things. Yeah. Like this is my, I have a copy of Sonic two. It's my copy of Sonic (laughs) two. No one else is using it, but me, you know, it's almost (laughs) a level of selfishness, but still really. (laughs) All right. Well, Season two of Amazon Studios' The Boys was certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 97% rating. However, reviews on Amazon have been telling a different story. Why? Because whiny fanboys don't like something. Fans have not been impressed with the new weekly release schedule. Therefore, fanboys have been review bombing The Boys, leaving it with an average score of 2.7 out of 5 stars. The first season of The Boys was released on Amazon Prime Video all at once. However, season two has adopted a different schedule. The first three episodes of the season were released on Friday, September 4th. The remaining five episodes are expected to release on a weekly basis beginning September 11th. This new release schedule has irked some fans of the show and have expressed their grievances through review bombing. So it's 2020. And we don't want to stagger. We don't want staggered releases of the episodes. One reviewer wrote, "What a shame! I'm looking forward to watching it now. I'll just skip it and wait until it wait for it to be canceled, and then I can watch them without any interruptions." 
Other reviewers have even threatened to cancel their Amazon Prime subscription and more onto other streaming services and move on to other streaming services because of the staggered release schedule, you know, because no other service has done similar things. Not sure what moron decided this would be a good idea, but it's the worst idea ever, wrote another reviewer. Now, for now, I'll wait until the end of the season and binge and the way I prefer if the trend continues into other shows, i.e. Sneaky Pete, I will cancel my Prime subscription and move on to Disney Hulu Jesus and, and will just download my Amazon series from other places. Um, I see there. You're still going to have to wait. I know. I see a flaw <laughs> in his logic with Disney. Uh, it is, that's the thing is, and I've said this, and Steve and I have spoken about this at length, the, the releasing the entire season at once is great for the consumer, I guess, but there is literally no financial benefit to the people who are releasing it to you. It's more financially viable to release it in a more standard schedule. And there's arguments that can be made, and I'll make them too, that it's better to release things that way because it you know, keeps hype. People keep talking. Look at Star Trek. For good or bad, people were talking about that shit the entire season. If right. you released it all at once, they'd only be talking about it for like two weeks. And like, a, and you know, I've said this with Adam before. You know, certain certain shows are designed to be released all at once, like a show like Cobra Kai. You know, the, to keep that well, momentum fucking high scores or high scores, yeah. To keep you know. that to keep that momentum going, you kind of you kind of want to release that because it's it's running on a on a thing. But it's one big story, right? Really. And you have you know Netflix that works on that, and there's a lot of stuff to keep them on Netflix. When you're doing Disney Plus, there's not a lot to keep you in there. So when The Mandalorian comes back, guess what? It's going to be weekly as it was before. So yeah. you're going to tune back, and you're going to have to keep. And no that one was upset about that. No, you know, it's but, fucking. 49% of reviewers gave the boys a one-star rating on Amazon's customer service review page. 35% gave the show five out of five stars. For those that don't understand, staggered release keeps people on the service longer. Review bombing the boys isn't helping your argument. Because fanboys, you know. Maybe it has something to do with the pandemic. Maybe more people are home. So they're just irritated because they want to watch it. But it's like, I mean, the pandemic ain't going to stop anytime soon. But the, soon, the, so. big, the, the, the only complaint that I will actually give credence to is if you're going to release a series all at once, you got to keep that format. Yeah, changing it, I guess, would be annoying. It wouldn't be annoying enough for me to freak out and yeah. fucking cancel you know, my Amazon but kind subscription. Of like, eh, you know, you kind of set up a yeah, you kind of set up an expectation. Here, you know? It'd be the same thing if like the marvelous Ms. Maisel, which comes out, um, which has had three seasons, they all get released at once. If they started mm -hmm. staggering it, or Jack Ryan, which had two seasons where it was released all and started staggering them out. It's it's stuff like that. Like if you're gonna set a new show, you go, oh, this show's gonna pop. We need to kind of stagger it out. Okay, do that. But I don't say like this. I'm calling it right now. We're calling something again, or I am anyway. <laughs> I see a lot less shows, um, Netflix excluded, because I know that's their thing. But I see a lot less shows coming out all at once. It's yep. just not. It doesn't make financial sense. When you when you have both options, it makes more sense to do it staggered. But see, here's the, here's the one thing that I I would say. Yes, I agree with that on a on a service like Disney. Or CBS All Access, right. or um, or uh, Peacock, or whatever. You know, I see that because 
you're gonna keep, you don't have a whole lot of content that's gonna keep a lot of people there. Exactly. When you have that's so, why I take Netflix out of the equation because yeah. they have so many fucking shows. But my my thing is is that when you have um, something like HBO or mm. um, but HBO is a is a show that usually has things come out weekly, so you're kind of okay. That's the same thing. But when you have something like Netflix or even Amazon, Amazon Prime video comes with Amazon Prime. So are you going to cancel all of Amazon so you're not going to get the two-day delivery and all that extra stuff just because they took your no. one show and made it? No, you're not. He's not going to cancel shit. And then he goes, I'm going to cancel that and go to this other services. You have those other services already. Right. Yeah, you just do. like all of us. So, Don't lie. So in, in a lot of instances, like Amazon, you know, I if you're looking at it and you're looking like, Oh well, you know, we're gonna lose a lot of people if we don't do this. So in, in my instances it's like Amazon doesn't actually have that much to lose because they have so much tied to one service, which is smart mm-hmm. for them because it's like, well, yeah, if you do that, then you lose out your two day shipping, you lose out yeah, prime music, which is actually pretty decent. I actually enjoy the free prime music service. Their music's pretty good. Yeah. It it annoys me sometimes because I like to listen to some old obscure shit sometimes. Yeah. And then you need the premium bit. But right. it is a good service. Yeah. I mean, if you just like background music or stuff in the yeah. background it's, it's a good service to use so there's a lot and then you know with auto, the free audible section and you know free us you're not going to cancel it like it's 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 stupid to do that so you know i can kind of see both sides but that the fact that you just fucking freak the fuck out it's like come on dude just sh- everyone remember when it wasn't cool to have a hissy fit <laughs> you sound like a bitch <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it wasn't that long ago i was alive where someone would do this same thing but not online they would do it publicly and everyone would go can you sit the fuck down and shut yeah. up can you knock hey, it jesus off? christ not the end of the world yeah can you can you knock it off for once the internet that? allows everyone to be a little bitch because you can't see them right because he's not going to be in a public f- out out and about and also he's not going to have his picture on his profile when he leaves that right no it's going to be a meme of some sort you know how like so in catholicism this will this will make sense catholics believe that everyone intrinsically knows the right and wrong things to do Mm -hmm. okay i do believe that whether you're catholic or not I, i believe that everyone pretty unless they're damaged in some way knows the right or wrong things to do and in turn everyone knows when they're being a bitch Everyone knows when they're being a bitch. Yeah. You know, but they justify it somehow. <laughs> and then, or they're in a safe space. Right. I've never, I never, no one should have a safe space. Everyone should be challenged. Mm-hmm. Or no one will grow. I'm sure some smart dude said that at some point. Okay. And thank you for coming to our TED Talk. Thank you. I like to, <laughs> I like to make simple things philosophical. It just makes it fun. Anyway. All good things must come to an end. <laughs> okay. Well, I guess in gadgets on my fucking vibe today. Um, <laughs> Microsoft has confirmed that the PC version of, of Game Pass will soon cost $9.99 per month rather than, rather than the $4.99 per month. Um, we Message. knew this price. <laughs> we knew this price hike was coming. It's not a price hike either. Um, Game Pass for yeah, PC is. is technically in beta at the moment, and the Xbox <laughs> website has long stated that $4.99 is a limited time price. The higher cost of entry will go into effect on September 17th, the same day the service becomes generally available and sheds its beta label. The new pricing makes sense, given that the console version of Game Pass, which is functionally identical but offers a tweaked library, also costs $9.99 per month per the tweet. 
from Xbox Game Pass for PC. We're going into general availability next week. Want to take this opportunity to thank everyone who gave us feedback. Yes, even the angry all caps kind <laughs> throughout the beta. We couldn't have done it out without you guys. Um, we're retiring the introductory price on the 17th, but if you're already a member, you'll pay the same rate through the next billing cycle. Look out for a notification on the 17th to get more details. Unlike the console version, though, Game Pass for PC will soon come with a basic EA Play subscription. That service usually costs $4.99 per month on its own, which arguably negates the price rise on of Game Pass for PC, provided you're interested in the third-party publisher's backlog. Um, regardless, Game Pass for PC still seems like a great deal. It still has a vast library, after all, that includes every Xbox Game Studio title on, on the day of its release. If you have some extra cash to burn, there's also Game Pass Ultimate, a $14.99 per month service that bundles the console and PCR. That's one I have. As well as Xbox Live Gold on console, EA Play, and starting on September 15th, xCloud Game Streaming on Android phones and tablets. So... All of that for $15.99. So I've already been paying the $15.99 service because I got it for the Xbox. Because I, my son was like, can I have this to look at? Eh, fuck you. Hmm. I'm going to pay for the – look at all these games you have now. Having the EA Play thing is a great addition. They have a lot of great games in the back. A lot of sports games too if you're into it. But they have a lot of great um, titles like the Dragon Age titles and stuff like that. Um, and then adding xCloud too. I mean – you know, and there are people who oh, they're raising the price. They're not raising anything. They told you this was going to be the price. Yeah, it was a limited, a limited price. They were giving you a lower price at first. So everyone would sign up so they could test the service while it was in beta. It's pretty fucking obvious what they were doing. And they were really transparent about it. You know, I'm tired of everyone complaining about shit. That's not a fucking problem. Like there are real problems going on. Go complain about those. Fucking! If you can't afford nine ninety nine a month, you should be playing games anyway. For fuck's sake! If you can Jeez. afford nine ninety nine, you can afford to give us ten bucks. <laughs> That's right. It's just funny to me. Like if you, if you say, if if you think nine ninety nine is a lot of money for the service, then just don't get it. You're not entitled to the service. So if you can't afford it, you don't get it, Chief. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and, not, it and it's it not like you know they're not they're raising the price just to be a dick. It's like they're adding stuff to it too. So yeah, and it wasn't a that's the thing that bothers me. And even the wording in this article, but it's not a price hike. They, the, Microsoft was very clear in the beginning that this was going to be half off in the beta period, and then it was going to go to the normal price it's supposed to be because it matches the. Um, I never got the five dollar price. Because I always had it for the console, which also gave me the PC because I bought the ultimate one. Right. Because I don't play on the console. I play on the PC. So and also too, how much is Xbox Live? Xbox Live by itself is $9.99, right? Yeah. Five additional dollars a month, you get the Xbox um, Game Pass Ultimate. Are we, are we doing basic maths here, guys? <laughs> Come on, dude. Come on. Leave Microsoft alone. <laughs> but, you know, people complain for everything, so it is what it is. All right. So, Jesus. All right. We're Normally, this would be like the end of an episode, but um, an hour and 20 minutes in. Is that normally anymore? Because you say this every episode. 
Well, you know, late the last few episodes, <laughs> we've been closing in on two hours, and we haven't even got to the main topic today. So on the other side of the break, we'll be discussing the Xbox Series S and X, which I'm gathering probably won't be very long, uh, and which one is worth buying and what the limitations are. Both of them. Oh, <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. All right. Welcome back, everybody. So this week, we got all the news that was fit to print um, and some that wasn't. Uh, for (laughs) the Xbox Series S and X. Um, This week, we actually got confirmation of the prices, which was already kind of suspected, but the one that was really kind of on the fence was the Series S because there were rumors about a a, uh, all-digital version, Mm -hmm. or if you like saying discless, Um, because if you say it it real fast, it kind of sounds like you're saying dickless, um, which is always fun, Uh, (laughs) because I'm 12. Dickless wonder. (laughs) It's like, oh, you want the dickless one? (laughs) The what? Someone at GameStop's doing that, (laughs) because I know I would. Yeah, I know, right? It's like, yeah, the wood, the 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 the, the dickless guy's over there. He wants they the, say, the dis- what they do. What they do is they say dickless really quick, and then when they go, what the discless one, yeah. and they go, oh, yeah. I, I thought I heard something Did different. You, like, I eh. could have sworn you said disc dickless. No, I said dickless. Disc- How I, dare you? I know that's it's, there's children in the store. I said, like, what, what are you five? And it's like going, can we get the all digital one to this guy over here? <laughs> Instilling self doubt is is one of the funniest things to do. <laughs> In a controlled environment. Exactly. Exactly. Around scientists, you know. Right. <laughs> Trained <laughs> professionals are the only ones that can do this. <laughs> I'm a trained professional in making you think that you're worthless somehow. <laughs> and and um, convincing everybody that you are while still giving you some doubt to maybe thinking you're actually, maybe I am worthless. <laughs> right. Um, it's, it's a science. It really is. It really is a science. It's not for amateurs. Don't try this at home. Uh, so we have uh, so we had confirmation as of Labor Day that a all digital version of the Xbox Series X was coming out and what the price point would be. So when that came out, three hundred bucks for the Series X, three uh, five hundred and twelve gigabytes solid state drive. Uh, you know. It was uh, when you look at the the specs. It's actually you know there is some difference between the X and the S, but we also got confirmation last week that the uh, Series X was going to be selling at the price that was suspected of four ninety nine for five hundred bucks. Uh, so it's actually wasn't that the cost of this Xbox One? Pretty sure it was. Let me see what the. Let's see, because I know it was, yeah, it was four ninety nine, uh, but it was five ninety. Kind of matches their current costs right now too. Yeah. Well, I mean, they discontinued it, but the Xbox One X is currently five hundred dollars, and the cheaper one's about three. I think it's two fifty, but it started at three. Yeah, the pretty sure five hundred was the original Xbox One controller and Kinect sensor. At yeah. The bottom. Uh, so going the- going over, and we've said this before, and Sony proved it. In practice, going over five hundred is a mistake. Yeah. For game consoles, it, people people who aren't the problem with game consoles, a lot of them aren't very 
you know, tech savvy, not stupid, but a lot of the consumers aren't tech savvy. So when a kid asks their parents for the new PS3 and it's six hundred dollars, they're going to go, you can all the way go fuck yourself. Like, that's ridiculous. You can suck a dick. And to be completely honest, the PS3 was not worth six hundred dollars. So it was just especially when you have your competitor at such a lower price point. You know, so I think five hundred is that sweet spot for the high end of a console. Right, because, you know, we can save $600,000 for, you know, iPhones and, and Samsung uh, Galaxy right. phones. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> which is weird that they, people would settle on paying $1,000 for a phone, but, oh, no, 500 bucks for a gaming console. Well, because you can get that um, financed. Oh, yeah, that's true. Same. Well, you can, so you can do that with the Xbox now. So yeah, you can. Yeah. So uh, you shouldn't. You should, but you right? can. <laughs> yeah, they uh, the Xbox All Access program, by the way, has been expanded to twelve countries. Uh, it allows you to yeah, because because of course because yeah, capitalism. Yeah. There you go. Um, it will co- you can get you can purchase the console and Xbox Game Pass on a monthly payment plan of twenty four ninety nine. And that will be for two years. Uh, and the additional and the um, countries will and the, it'll be available. And I know some of the countries that are listed on this list listen to this show. So Australia, Canada, Denmark, Finland, France, New Zealand, Norway, Poland, South Korea, Sweden, um, and uh, the, the UK, as well as the United States. Um <laughs> <laughs> By the way, to everyone who isn't in the United States, that's the general consensus now. In the United States, er. that's how we all feel here. So, er, you know, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. Uh, all of you, most of the other countries have, you know, stepped up and, you know, doing what you need to do. United right. States still acting like a bitch. Um, Keep on setting the example. Maybe someone over here will pay attention yeah, at exactly. some point. Uh, pricing in the UK brings it at uh, 449 pounds, while the Xbox Series S will cost 249 pounds. And in Europe, the Xbox will cost, uh, the Xbox Series X will cost 499 euros and 299 euros for the S. Same price point, I guess. The the euro and the dollar are pretty close to each other. Um, And Assassin's Creed Valhalla has pushed up its release date uh, from November 17th to November 10th to coincide with the release of the X and the S. Smart move. Yeah. Smart move. Uh, because there's... You they, have a lot of people in the stores at that time making yeah. purchases. Yeah, and you you need... Whenever you get the console, you always got to buy the game. It's like when you buy a new Blu-ray player or a 4K player, you got to buy that one specific, yeah. you know... Because they don't come with games anymore. Yeah, remember? Yeah, it's not the uh, Mario, Super Mario and Duck Hunt anymore. I had the Sonic 2... Sega Genesis bundle came with two controllers with that bitch too, or like with the PlayStation. Was it the PlayStation Two? It came with that test that um that uh, sample. Uh, well, disc. they still they still have bundles, but it's not the launch. Yeah, it's not the launch. Not launch. They're, no. they're trying to make money at launch. But I re- but I remember when you first got the PlayStation Two, it came with that uh, sample disc, and it had oh, like yeah. Dynasty Warriors SSX. You know, I have. It had the um, best fucking sample disc. I it remember. just reminds me, I bought them for like fifty cents at a Goodwill, but I have two of them, and they're PlayStation One demo discs, the oh, ones shit. that came in the magazine. Oh, fuck. I have two of them. I want it. I, I forget. <laughs> I forget what demos are on there, though. I need to pull the PlayStation One out. I think my PlayStation One's broken. I think the la- the laser went out, 
but I'll try to clean it up and see yeah. if it works. Yeah. Have if to. not, you could buy them for like fucking $30. No, nobody's trying to buy a PlayStation one. Oh, uh, I meant the disc for thirty. I was like, "Fuck you, the thirty dollars." Oh, no. well, I don't know. I never actually checked. <laughs> I should probably look into it. Yeah, probably. Um, Might be a good I don't. Idea. I don't. I have very little interest in the PlayStation, so you know, I'm not trying to collect every game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess one of the things we can do is uh, look at the differences between the uh, the Series X and the uh, and the um, what do you call it? This S. <laughs> I, can't. I was like, what do you call I'll, um, I'll read them off and then we can we can speak on them. Um, so CPU, all better known as a processor. <laughs> Sorry. Xbox Series <laughs> X um, has an 8-core AMD Zen 2 CPU at 3.8 gigahertz um, or 3.6 gigahertz with SMT enabled. Um, the S is 8-core AMD Zen 2, same, same processor, but clocked at 3.5 gigahertz or 3.4 um, gigahertz with SMI, SMT enabled. I forget what SMT is, to be com- completely honest with you. Um, probably smart management timing or some fucking silly shit. So slightly less clock rate, um, but the same chip. Uh, I don't think that's that big of a deal. I don't think it is either. When it's a $200 difference, I don't think that's a big of a deal. Um, GPU, AMD... Um, it's blurry ass shit. I had to zoom in. Yeah, I know. Same uh, here. <laughs> AMD, what is that? RDNA 2 yeah. uh, GPU at 52 CUS. Yeah. At 1.8, 25 gigahertz. Um, that's for the X. The S is AMD RDNA 2 uh, GPU at 20 CU, CUs, um, 1.565 gigahertz. So again, the same hardware, just clocked a little different. Um, I don't think that's going to be that big of a deal either. No, be, but I mean, that's a, more of a significant. No, not really. No, I don't think it's good the, with the GPU and the CPU. I doubt we're going to see that much particular difference. No. Now, what we do see is GPU power. The X is twelve point fifteen uh, teraflops, and the S is four teraflops. So on paper. That's a significant jump, but I would, I'm sure that all the tech guys on YouTube are going to do very, very detailed side by side. It's just going to depend on the game. I think is really the thing because it's also it's also going to depend on timing. I doubt launch titles are even going to look anything different on either systems. It's going to take time for developers to really tap into that extra little extra umph on the X. Yeah, and then you might notice something, but. Mm, I don't know. I, I think you again, probably, probably, two hundred dollar price difference. Yeah, you probably won't see any real big difference until we get the slims. Yeah, yeah. And but but see, my my thing is not just it's not just about performance versus performance. You also have to take in value, and this isn't significant enough for me to spend two hundred extra dollars. Right. It just isn't. You know what I mean? Um, system on a chip. SOE, custom 7 nanometer enhanced SOC, custom they're the same shit on both ones. Right. Um, RAM. Now this one is another is another point where it may might make a pretty at least a visible difference later on. Yeah. Um, the X has 16 gigabyte um, GDDR6 RAM. Jesus. Uh, yeah. And then 10 gigabytes at 50 
560 gigabits per second. 60 gigabytes at 336 gigabits per second. Um, the S has 10 gigabytes um, of the same RAM, um, 8 gigabytes at 224 gigabits per second, and 2 gigabytes at 56 gigabytes per second. It's pretty significant um, difference in RAM. Um, but what that depends on very game specific. Um, RPGs, I could see utilizing that a lot more. Um, but a lot of the power for mo- like a shooter or something that's coming from the GPU. Yeah. So it's, it depends cause AMD is very, AMD tends to be very Ram specific, um, Ram hungry in the tech that they use. So it really depends. Like you just have to see it in practice. I think that now, the, the only big significance would be is you know, a more economy-sized computer versus, yeah. you know, a um, one that's designed a little more for maybe uh, film editing or something heavy graphics related. Right. So um, performance targets. So the X runs at 4K at 60 frames per second, but up to 120 frames per second. The S runs at 1440p at 60 frames per second, up to 120 frames per second. So... This is going to be probably the bigger issue that I think most people will see. Basically what that means, because I've heard a lot of people go, well, 1440p is 4x. Not necessarily. Um, 1440p will fit a 4x screen. Right. But it's not being rendered rendered in true 4K. Right. Now, keep in mind that if you get an X, you're not going to see 4K resolution. If you don't have a 4K television, right. and it also depends. That goes on, without saying. A no, lot of people uh, don't, still don't realize. That. Yes, people still they're like, "Well, I don't see 4K. Well, what kind of TV? Well, 1080p. Well, then you're an idiot." Um, I, have a, I have a Sony um, <laughs> CRT from 1996. Please, please leave the chat. <laughs> I, I have a problem with my Xbox X. I can't find the the coaxial port to plug it into my antenna. You know, the, what channel does my TV need to be on? Three or four? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but w- one of the, yeah, and one of the big things that some people don't understand is, yeah, 4K, it also depends on the kind of TV you have. If you lower end 4K doesn't necessarily mean it's going to look, you know, oh, well, it looks so much better on the on uh, the TV over there. Well, yeah, it's probably because they put it on the, you know, $5,000 version television. If you have a cheap ass 4K or even an early 4K TV, you're not going to, it's going to be very big difference. What is, what is the big difference? UHD, I think it's called. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, if you have a 4K, if, if you're going to buy a 4K, a lot of people, hey, a lot of people who are big in these consoles are going to go pick up their four, first 4K when they pick this up too. Um, make sure it has UHD because yeah. some of the cheaper ones don't. And if you don't, you're going to, you're going to wish you had it. Yeah. Because it is a significant upgrade. You can even see it in the store. Yeah. And also, if you have an older 4K television, Keep in right. mind that, you know, if it's a couple of years old, when 4K like first came out or within the first couple of years, you're going to notice a difference too. It's not going to be the pristine because, again, you're dealing with older tech. It's like watching, you know, Blu-ray on an old flat screen, you know, old plasma TV that you got, you know. It, and also, some people need to hear this, so I'm going to say it. Use the HDMI cable that comes with your Xbox. <laughs> Don't use some old ratty one that you have laying around that because you bought from Amazon upgraded. for from that you got from Amazon that was packed with like fifteen a pack. <laughs> right, they've been <laughs> upgraded, especially for four K, and you're not getting the true experience if you're using an old cable. Right. Um, I've had to throw out a few cables actually because they just plain don't work yeah. with new shit. Um, now here's a significant one right here. Um, storage significant, significant, significant. <laughs> the Xbox uh, One X comes with. 
one terabyte uh, PCIe Gen 4 um, NVMe SSD uh, in in the box. 2.4 gigabits a second uncompressed, 4.8 gigabits a second compressed. The Xbox One S comes with 512 gigabytes um, PCIe. Same shit. Same speeds and everything. It's just cut in half. Um, so that, especially with these newer games, especially 4K, that can be a significant pain in the ass depending on how many games you have at one time. Um, but even one terabyte is kind of low. But then we roll into expandable, expandable storage. Um, they both take the one terabyte expansion cards. Now, a question I have, can you have more than one one terabyte card and then swap them out? Or is the machine going to freak out when you do that? I'm assuming it's going to freak out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... This never really is an issue for me because I will delete games that I'm not actively playing. But I know a lot of people want every game that they have. It's just not going to be possible this generation. Well, even last generation, it was pretty impossible to... Yeah, it wasn't. Like my Switch, I have... um, Oh, stop with the Switch already. No, just kidding. (laughs) Stupid. I just upgraded to the 256 gigabyte... um, memory card the official nintendo one because i'm fucking anal about it um and all my stuff is installed because i have the space for it but if i run out of space i'll just delete shit it's really not that big of a deal but some people like i said it can be a deal breaker and they're gonna buy the x just for this purpose right but it's two hundred dollars enough for the it depends on the person plus we don't even know what the cost of their expansion ports are or their expansion. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet. Yeah. So some people are over there saying like, yeah, it's proprietary and they're complaining about proprietary and I'm like, really you guys are going to start complaining about that? Every nobody seemed to mind when PlayStation did it. Remember when you well, had to get the proprietary storage cards? People did mind when Sony started getting fucking ridiculous about it. They didn't care at first. Um, but when the Vita came out and they, everyone says, Hey, when you make the new PSP, maybe we can just use standards. That would be cool. And Sony said, fuck you. That's when everybody cared. (laughs) (laughs) And the the biggest issue with Sony was their proprietary things were so fucking expensive. Yeah. Like the, uh, memory stick duos. That's what they were called. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's what the price was unreal. Oh, I know. I hated having a PSP. <laughs> I was like, this is stupid. I still have a memory stick duo over there in the fucking I, cabinet. I still, I still have one inside my uh, my PSP. I still have yeah. my PSP. I should crank that fucker open and see what I got on there. Um, backwards compatibility. This is the same for both consoles. Uh, thousands of Xbox One, backwards compatible Xbox 360, and original Xbox games available at launch. Xbox One gaming accessories and are backwards compatible as well. That's awesome, um, especially if you most likely have the Xbox One or even the 360. A lot of your stuff's going to be... Um, like the, the biggest thing to me is that you can use the Xbox One controllers um, because I've bought... My kids all have... You know, you can go on the, online and do the Xbox controller studio and right. custom make the, the colors. I had all my kids do that. So I'm very happy that I don't have to throw those out <laughs> and then get new ones. Um, uh, interesting little tidbit that I actually didn't know. Um, the disk drive... I guess it makes sense. Um, the disk drive in the Xbox One X is a 4K UHD um, Blu-ray. Uh, disk, there is no disk drive in um, the other one. Like I knew it, but I didn't realize it. So that so it's kind of the $200 price point. The more I'm listing out these things, $200 starts to make more sense 
economically, but still depends on the consumer that's buying it. Um, I do don't give a flying fuck about Blu-ray. To be completely honest, no, who watches Blu-rays anymore? Other well, than Steve, <laughs> I, know, I know Steve. But I, I but I have a separate Blu-ray player for that. So right. So it's it's um. I think a lot of people who already have 4K TVs already have a 4K Blu-ray player, so they're not going to care too much. Uh, but who knows? You know, this could be just like when the the PS2 came, the PS2 and the original Xbox. That was a lot of people's first DVD player. You know, this could be a lot of people's first 4K Blu-ray player. Um, so okay, so just on um, on a leak, this is from uh, Windows Central. They have a. Um, a suggested leak about the cost of a one terabyte expansion card because it is done by Seagate. Mm-hmm. They said suggested cost could be tw- 220. That's pretty fucking steep. Yeah. And that should be something that people consider when, when they're deciding on which one to buy because that's that steep. Yeah. But who knows? The thing is, the thing that people need to, re- to remind themselves Microsoft and Sony will lose money on the console and they're they're perfectly okay with that because they're going to make money off of everything else. The memory cards are everything else. Right. So no one's losing money on the memory cards. <laughs> <laughs> so that price not only sucks, but it also sounds about right, especially for Seagate. So it's yeah, so um, uh, the pre- um, I'm just reading the excerpt here. Yeah. The premium price tag wouldn't be a huge surprise. We previously predicted around 200 back in April of 2020. The high cost comes with the demanded performance and as proprietary solution, Microsoft and Seagate are free to charge as desired for the opportunity. Yeah. But it's the it's the a word of warning, especially for Xbox Series S and its 512 gigabyte storage likely to cost nearly um, near to the secondary console to upgrade the uh, um, to upgrade the out of box capacity, while the Xbox Series S, X, and S demand Microsoft's S, um, solid state storage, um, solid state drive storage to play games. It's worth noting that USB 3.0 drives will function for backwards compatibility, including Xbox One, 360, and original Xbox titles. Xbox Series X and S titles can also be um, offloaded to these slower drives for safekeeping but you'll need to transfer your installation to the official solid state drive manually before playing okay so that sounds like a redundant pain in the ass it, it does sound like a pain in the ass but at the same time it's like for those of you that don't you know don't like uh you know you want to have it you could still have a you know a four terabyte you know yeah thing in there but the the i What's also kind of a better give and take is the fact that, yes, I know older games don't have as much storage, except unless you're talking about the Xbox One. But, you know, it. I kind of, I'm kind of cool on the idea of it manually separating. It's like, oh, you have an extra, you have an external. Okay, we'll put all the old shit on there. The newer games will be on here. Yeah, I mean, it's a cool feature. I think the problem is, is with the with the cost of the external, the official external SSD, it it. It for neg- a lot of people, it negates it becomes, the price point. It negates the, right. the, the two hundred. For a lot of people, point. becomes a do you want to pay the cost now or do you want to pay it later? Right. You know. But then and, even again, um, you know, you're spending a terabyte, so you get two terabytes. But again, you're going to go through the same problem if you play a lot of games on there. See, with me, I don't mind. Um. Oh, no, I get if you're only using the regular backup drives and you can't play it off of them. Right. You're you're kind of fuck. You're fucked. Really, like unless you unless you're one of the kind those kind of people that only plays like one or two games. Like 
the more and more I read of this, the more and more the $300 model is like the Fortnite model. It's the <laughs> one for kids that only play one game. Yeah, like Minecraft or, they play or Fortnite. Minecraft. Yeah, the the silly game. Like not silly games, but you know what I mean. Like the games that aren't that big technologically. I know, not but the silly games, the shitty to, ones. <laughs> <laughs> anyone who wants to play the AAA titles all the time and, and, and really get a collection, you're going to have to go with the X. Yeah. Or it's just going to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, Because even if you buy the expansion card later, you're still shooting yourself in the foot with an extra 500. Yeah. And so, so what like uh, what they say here with the variety of latest generation hardware, the upgrade solid state drive, the, con- con- um, the console maker has devised a custom in-house, you know, NVMe solution, promising up to 2.4 giga- gigabytes per second raw speeds or recommend or 4.8 gigabytes uh, per second compressed. So different up to 40 times um, increase over the Xbox One family. So, but this is where we get into, like people say like, oh, they should put solid state drives into these things, you know, make them better. But yeah, but it comes at a cost. And yeah. Sony- It does it, make them better. It does make but... them better, but yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is you also have Microsoft that says that, yeah, we had to keep the storage drive down. Otherwise, you end up getting priced out of the market, which we heard is the same problem that Sony's going through mm-hmm. in regards to hard- hardware. That's why you're hearing it could get up to this much or it could get and we're not getting specific speed. Like, it could get up to this or this because they want to keep the, the price down. Otherwise, they price themselves out of their own fucking market. Well, yeah, because it it's a complicated system, but storage space costs a lot of money right. to simplify things. I mean, look at fucking cell phones. You you want the the next grade up for space? It's like an extra hundred dollars, <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's we're not even talking about five twelve versus a terabyte. We're talking about like fucking sixty four times two right. instead of just sixty four. You know what I mean? So it's like. It, <sighs> For anyone who's going to use, I would say, after reading all this, anyone who wants to play AAA titles and is going to and, and is going to really use their Xbox, you got to go with the X. But then another thing, this X Cloud shit. So if you're going to be tapping oh, yeah. into the X Cloud a lot, yeah. maybe the 300 one will work. So it still makes sense for them to have both of these models. It oh, really does. And then you're going to have a lot of people that just don't want to spend $500. They don't give a fuck about <laughs> what the $500 was. I don't care if them. it sucks my dick. I'm not listening. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and believe me, I used to be one of those people. Um, <laughs> but I think, and it's so funny because I told Steve earlier today, I'm definitely getting the $300 model. But now that all this shit's laid on the table for me, I'm thinking the 500 Right. It, I have too many people in my house that play the Xbox and they all have different tastes. And here's another here's another thing to consider that the Xbox Series X won't apply Xbox One X enhancements to older games. So I'm just going to read this bit from uh, from Engadget. So a spoke a Microsoft spokesperson told GameSpew the Xbox Series S will allow you to play the Xbox One S versions of backward compatible titles quote to deliver the highest quality backwards compatible experience consists of the developer's original intent the xbox series s runs the xbox one s version of backwards compatible games while applying improved texture filtering higher and more consistent frame rates faster load times and audio adr the spokesperson said what that ultimately means is that you won't be able to um you won't be able to you won't be able to games such Okay, 
somebody didn't proofread this. Uh, mm-hmm. What's the ultimate means is you won't be able to games such as Red Dead Redemption in 4K. Well, it's the S. You're not going to be playing that in 4K anyway. Uh, something the Xbox One X allows you to do, according to the folks over at Digital Foundry. Yeah, that's, that's an irrelevant fucking point to me. Yeah. It's uh, not a 4K system, so right. it doesn't matter. Um, but uh, over here, it says, when Microsoft detailed the Xbox Series S earlier this week, it said that the console is four times more powerful than the Xbox One. Notably, the company didn't compare the upcoming console to the Xbox One X. With its ability to play next-gen titles, the Series S will likely end up um, the more capable system in the long run. But when it comes to playing older Xbox and Xbox 360 games, you won't get the same experience that you have with the Xbox One X. Well, yeah, I mean, that. I get what they're saying, but it's... On paper, what they're saying makes sense, but in practice, it's going to be relevant. Yeah. You know, so it's... um. I, I'm standing by what I said. I think the 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 Series S is perfect for you're going to see the parents that are buying their young kids the new system, um, you know, because listen, listen, the Xbox One needs a refresh at the end <laughs> of the day. You know, I have a launch one and it's I'm surprised it turns on at this point. <laughs> um, but for someone who is a more serious gamer or what they call a core gamer, right. they're going to want the 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 x yeah and um basically i think that's what i'm gonna go with as well yeah basically what we're what we're what we're gonna come down to as far as recommendations if you have children and all they're playing is minecraft or fortnite or just little bullshit games the s is going to be perfect for you it's all you're with the occasional new game right with the occasion because they all want to occasionally play a new game exactly if they (laughs) occasionally want to play a mario title you can tell them to go fuck off no if (laughs) wow that's when you get them the switch (laughs) right but it it, that's the kind of thing so if you're if you're going with with you know occasional new games but a lot of like and and also maybe for you maybe you like just their backwards compatibility you play all your old games on it maybe occasionally a new call of duty game or you know like i'll tell you like this if it's backwards compatible with all xbox one games and you miss the xbox one buy the series s Mm -hmm. because you're going to get a a library of amazing games yeah for cheap too exactly that's a budget game and also if you don't mind deleting games because you know like if i haven't played it for a while or i'm not playing it it's like i'll most likely probably want to start over anyway so you just delete it and then download it when you need to if you play one game at a time most which most people do um but that's that's kind of that's pretty much what you want now if you want to be kind of you want to flex a little bit and you play a little more triple a titles and then you still may need to get the expansion card you know, and you want that 4K, you want the top of the line bullshit, then obviously get the get the $500, the Series X. Um, and also, a point that no one's made, the Series S is kind of ugly. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. It's a white console with a big black circle on it. I don't like it. I don't understand. It looks like a speaker. I don't know why they made it white. They always make, and it's such a status thing. Like, oh, you have the white console? Because they did that with the Xbox One. The mm-hmm. Xbox One had a discless version that was um, that came out late in the cycle. I think it came out last year, and it was white. It's like... Well, they did the same thing with the, the 360. Remember, yep. they had the white and then... They had the white one and the black one. And then the black and one. The black one was the shit. Yeah. Because it, it, I think it was just a higher um, hard drive at that point. Black games matter. <laughs> black games matter. <laughs> See, that's one thing I like about Sony. 
but they might be fucking it up this fucking time. But the color Dude, it never looks changes. Like my, it looks like my Netgear. My Netgear. I router. don't like how. Like I still want a PlayStation Five, but I don't like how they look. I know they. Look. I honestly might wait till a refresh. Like them <laughs> things are fucking ugly, dude. <laughs> they look. You know what it kind of looks like? An Android vagina. <laughs> it kind of does. Like, am I supposed to play a game with this, or am I supposed to stick my dick in it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe both. <laughs> Why not? But, but it depends. Does it have the the port, or doesn't it? Because <laughs> you if you get the all digital one, you may not be able to. <laughs> and is it USB where I try to stick it in the right way? It doesn't fit. Then the wrong way it doesn't fit. Then the right, the right way, way again, again it, it fits. fits. Yeah. You know. <laughs> no, but um, like we said in the beginning, um, I think of this podcast, or it was just me and Steve talking. Uh, Sony does have their announcement scheduled for the 16th, um, and we will, of course, be talking about it um, next podcast. Um, expect very similar price points. Um, but Sony, I think, is a little different because I don't think their diskless system is a is is less powerful. I th- I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be the same system, just without a disc. I don't know, because that convoluted press conference they had a while back was just like i i forgot what the hell i was watching this is this is what i'll say if if the system (laughs) is a little less powerful than the one with the disc um then i'm i'm going to predict the same exact price points maybe a little cheaper because sony likes to be a dick um (laughs) if the systems are identical and just the disc drive 50 bucks difference because it's just a disc drive. Plus or minus? Minus. Minus. Minus for the disc the discless one. The all digital? <laughs> yeah, the all digital version. So you're saying um, so you're saying possibly two fifty for the um the all digital? No, 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 no. If the or all digital version is less powerful than the one with the disc, like the mm-hmm. Xbox Series S and the X, then I'm expecting three hundred dollars for the for the all digital <laughs> and five hundred for the what for the fucking one with the disc. Right. So hard navigating this. Um, <laughs> but if they're the same comparable and exactly the same system, just one doesn't have a disc oh, on it. Oh, I see it, what you're saying. It, it's, it can't be 300 then. If they pull that off, then great. But I don't see why Sony would because traditionally and historically, when Sony has won, technically won, the last generation, they really fucking sit on their high horse in the beginning of the next generation. Mm. They did that with... The PS3 because they dramatically won right. um, on the, PS2. the Xbox and PS2 era. Right. Um, even though I personally think the original Xbox was the better console, but but PlayStation had much better games on it. Um, <laughs> so it's um, okay. I don't know. It's gonna be a toss up. It depends. I don't know enough about their hardware. Have they done a hardware comparison between the two consoles, or have they just said they're the same thing? Just one doesn't have a disc on well, it. Well, Sony Sony hasn't really. Like, all over the place. Sony. Yeah, they've been, Sony has been more of like it could get up to this if clocked. So there's a lot of like it could get to this. I mean, people are over there, you know, kind of saying like, "Oh, well, the play." It's like, "Well, stop sucking PlayStation's dick." But most right. people are most people have kind of been the way we were when I was reading the comments that were fanboyish or saying, "Yeah, I mean, the Series X and S look more look po- more powerful than the PlayStation." They go, however, you know, there's going to be a lot of differing factors as far as what Sony comes out with. And I agree. Exactly. I mean, it's and it, it happens all the time in video game history. Just like I said, at the beginning of this, the Sega Saturn on paper 
was a much, not a much more, but it was a more powerful system than the PlayStation 1. But we all know who won that fight. Hmm. So it, it depends on a lot of different Plus, things. we also need to know what are the actual launch titles. Because so far right. we've had launch titles for both. Now COVID happened, so now it's not so much in the, you know, in the uh, clear as to what's going to yeah, be coming out with them. Originally, the new Halo was supposed to launch with the, right, with with the, the Xbox. Xbox. Not yeah. happening now. Yeah. And that's going to that's gonna hurt the wallet. Yeah. Because a lot of people were coming out for Halo. Yeah. So it's... it's and who wants to buy a game console that can't play new games on it? Right. So yeah. it depends. Because any third-party shit doesn't matter. Because that's going to be on both systems. So we're only talking about exclusives. Sony usually leans a little heavier on exclusives. Mm. So we'll have to see. But this basically, the 16th when Sony announces will basically be the end of all this he said, she said shit. Because once you know the prices of the systems, then you're just waiting for launch titles. Right. Um, and honestly, November's creeping up. Yeah. So it's, I can't believe it's already we're, November. Even though I'm surprised we're, we're so far through, in, the, in the year, but this year's also dragged ass because yeah. it's been so horrible. I know. There's been months that have just that like took forever to get by and then other months that just like blew by. We're already halfway through September. It's like it took forever for August to be done, and now it's like we're halfway through September. I just want it all to end. I know, really. A year. I don't know. I mean, I kind of wish that (laughs) asteroid came a little closer, you know? (laughs) I love on the news when they go, giant asteroid. It's like that happens like every fucking day. Yeah. Calm down. Actually, even the news is kind of like, yeah, an asteroid's coming close close to election day, so 2020. I mean, even the news has kind of yeah, started to get like twenty twenty. Hey, you know, twenty twenty is when the that massive hurricane was about to hit the East Coast. No one even gave a fuck. Yeah, no, like they said, hey, there's like a hurricane, and so. everybody's like, yeah, all right, whatever, okay. that's fine. It I'm sure it. people will they, die. They have my atti- they have my attitude of like, of course it is, because right. why wouldn't it? You know, you know, I I wrote I I read somewhere they were talking about the hurricane, and and someone said, well, people you know might die in the hurricane, so it's serious. And they go, well, I mean, mathematically, there's less people in America to die. So, (laughs) and I was like, that is so dark (laughs) and so true. True at the same time, yeah. It gets it all balances itself out. Uh, Um, Yeah, but we'll we'll be back. Well, we'll be talking about the PlayStation next week when Sony makes their announcement on Wednesday. Yeah, we'll do a you know if they give us information, we'll do a comparison. uh, Maybe briefly talk about the two systems, but I think people have already spoken about that. But. But Microsoft <laughs> this generation has been very forthcoming with information. Yeah. Um and Sony They seem to kind of repaired a lot of mistakes they made on the one. Yeah. And and a lot of people are hating on Sony, like, oh, Sony's being so secretive with the PS5. They're being just as secretive as they were with the PS4. It's just Microsoft has changed. Microsoft's being like very in the front, you know, for obvious reasons. Because they didn't win last console generation. <laughs> they have so, more to prove in this one. I mean, they do that anyway, though. Yeah. Like, didn't the 360 win? No, no. They does Microsoft ever win generations? I don't know. I don't think so. Huh. Well, because they kept fucking up shit. The uh, I, the beginning, I yeah. with the. I mean, I don't. I'm not. I don't remember really about the Xbox, and I didn't buy my Xbox, the original Xbox, until they announced the 360, and it went on a, pr- a huge price. I had the guy go, oh. you know, you can uh, trade this in for. I was like, no, nah, nah, wait until it's like a hundred bucks. And crap. I had an original <laughs> Xbox because I knew I wasn't gonna get a 360 for a while. <laughs> I had an original Xbox on launch. That was the first console I bought with my own money. Hmm. I stood in line for that bitch. <laughs> I was so fucking excited. 
and then it I destroyed it because we were moving and I fucking dropped it and it just all shattered and oh, shit. God. Oh, it fell off the truck. Um, now I have another one, but um, I have a special. I know the fucking game library is pretty trash, but I mean, I just I love it. I love the little guy. You can also beat the shit out of somebody. He's heavy as fuck. <laughs> He's somebody gets fried. I've been with I've it. been looking to play my GameCube again. I was looking at some of the games. I was like, oh, I gotta play that again. The GameCube's one I never had. I like, but it, it has some fire games. Oh on hell it, yeah! All right. So, uh, our one last thing tonight. Uh, you gotta be careful who you blame about shit because it will come back to bite you in the ass. Right. So, a prominent religious leader in Ukraine who earlier this year blamed the coronavirus pandemic on same-sex marriage has tested positive for the virus. The church announced. Somebody has some explaining to do. Uh, uh, patriarch uh, Phil Ray, uh, 91, who leads the large Ukrainian Orthodox Church, contracted COVID-19 and was sub- subsequently hospitalized. The church confirmed Friday in a statement shared on its website and on Facebook. And then the follow-up statement shared Tuesday, the church said its leader's health is quote-unquote stable as quote-unquote treatment continues uh we ask you to continue to pray for his holiness patriarch uh so that the all merciful and almighty lord god will heal the patriarch the statement continued it's not the first time he made headlines involving the global coronavirus pandemic which has killed nearly 3,000 people and infected over 140 in the ukraine in a march interview with the local ukrainian tv station he reported he reportedly called the crisis god's punishment for the sins of man and sin sinfulness of humanity first of all i mean first of all i mean same-sex marriage he added this is the cause for the coronavirus following filaray's controversial comments the ukrainian lgbtq group insight uh, filed a lawsuit against him in April. Our aim is to show people that there is no longer place for such statements from church leaders in Ukraine. Insights leader Olena, Olena Shrevenko um, told Reuters, uh, the Thomas Reuters Foundation at the time. According to the foundation, the suit sought an apology from Filaray for dissem- um, disseminating false information and a correction from the TV station that aired his controversial remarks. This is... A typical the old guard yeah. is saying some old shit, <laughs> you know, and it's like and he's not going to you you're gonna, oh well, you said it was for gay marriage. So why? Why did you? He's just going to say, well, God punishes everybody equally. That's all he's going to say. Yeah. Um, it, it, <laughs> comments like this just don't fucking help. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we all know the church doesn't like gay marriage. OK, we all know. But like you have the 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 Pope, who's this you know this religion's um, kind of mirror image, pretty much. Um, who's like you know what? Fucking don't worry about it. You know, <laughs> like every, everyone knows what they should be doing. Just be nice to each other. Let's just be you know? cool, you know. Like fuck, you know. There's gay. There's gay Catholics. Yeah. Well, it's funny though because it's like oh, it, it's, it's punishing people for gay marriage. So what have you been up to? Like it's what you been doing? What you been doing? The door shut. Homie. Exactly. It's like going. No. Oh, okay. So what? What you got going on over there, homie? We it's ain't. Those, we ain't judging or nothing. But you know, it's one of the things where the church is like, <laughs> church in Ukraine is like, well, we'll make a statement. But I mean, he's not going to be around for long. So yeah, exactly. you know, whatever. <laughs> Poor old guy. <laughs> Just grown up in a different time. 
the eighteen hundreds was weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for checking out this very long podcast that <laughs> Steve reminds us all the time. Um I hope we provided you with some information on all this nonsense with the uh Xbox and hopefully Sony will stop being so fucking secretive. Um if you want to help us out, of course, drop a review. Always helps. Uh, and if you want to help us in other ways, <laughs> lazygeeks.com. Go ahead and click on that PayPal link. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I, I mean, like, like thanks. I thanks. Again. I mean, it was free. I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, now with Apple's new uh, new policy, we have to download each individual episode outside of the podcast app and uh, <laughs> right. have to inspect every single one. <laughs> uh, you can follow us on social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram, all under at the Lazy Geeks, all one word. Comments, suggestions, or questions, you can email us at themailbag at thelazygeeks.com. And be sure to check out our older episodes on our YouTube channel. And... um. Am I on the right? I thought I clicked away from the thing for a second. By the way, <laughs> we have other shows on the Lazy Geeks Network. This is the flagship show, of course. We also have the Star Trek show, The Away Team. And returning soon, the Actually, fine line. This week, this week. This week. Watch that shit, especially with the election. Or listen, uh, especially, I mean, you can watch it, I guess. But <laughs> you just be staring on. at the logo the entire right. time. <laughs> um, a beautiful logo, it is, especially with election. <laughs> The election coming up mm-hmm. definitely got some interesting things to talk about. Yeah, this week I'm going to be talking about the uh, the post office and uh, the clusterfuck that surrounds that. Not just talking about what Trump's got going on, but how it actually got to this point. Right, is going to be that um, that episode, and I've got uh, also recording the the week after, right after that. So uh, got a lot of got a lot of shit, got a, a lot of heavy shit coming up. This this there's uh, definitely episode. plenty yeah to talk about. <laughs> So, uh, and some people think, well, if he if he, Trump's elected, what else are you going to have to? Do? Oh, there's still a lot to talk about. There'll be a lot to talk about. <laughs> we're we're not done yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is it for us this week. So until next time, I'm Stephen Vargas. I'm Adam Riley. We're thinking, so you don't have to, and wear a goddamn mask.